You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. It's the last day of February, Tuesday, February 28th, here at the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to find out what the UofL College of Business can do for you. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the galaxy. You know us better as the Big X. It's the Mike Rutherford Show with Mike Rutherford, Trevor Kelsey, TK, Living large behind the glass. What's that Living Legends T-shirt? What's what's that again? You always have to let it's me know. FTR Living Legends. It's a wrestling group, right? It is. It's okay. a tag team. I think I'm gonna change it to 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 P and M though. Living Legends. Why's that? Because because that's what that's what we have now after last night's show. Oh, <laughs> took me a second there. I'm a little tired today. Sorry. Well, I mean, I'm sure you're answering fan mail and. DM. I'm sure you were having to explain to Mary that, that you didn't know nothing about all these women sliding your DMs now. It's a different life now. Yeah. I mean, Everything changed overnight. I'm sure it did. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to, we're going to get into... Welcome in, by the way, to everybody. Mike Rutherford Show. Welcome to you, Mike. I, I kind of... I, I messed up. I flubbed the beginning there. I'm just... I'm, I'm tired. It's. I don't know how Master P does it. I don't... I mean, he goes... I brought this up yesterday, and it wasn't just lip service. He... I wake up yesterday. Master P's already trending on Twitter. Because he's went on the Breakfast Club show, which is one of the biggest radio shows in the world. Second only does. Second only does. He does that, flies into town, gets situated at the Gold House. We do the press conference. He comes on our radio show. Then he goes and does a live TV show. And then I believe he was flying back to L.A. last night because he came in town for the – originally he was coming in town for the last home game of the basketball season, but Hersey's hurt. A little spoiler there. I don't think we're going to see Hersey Miller tonight. So he was not going to stay for the game. So he was flying back. Like, that's, like you said yesterday, that's a a month of work in the Trevor Kelsey world. <laughs> so more than that. <laughs> and I, don't, I mean, I'm just, from yesterday, just doing, like, the, the press conference, like, getting the, the write-ups on Car Chronicle, like, doing some media stuff, then doing the radio show, then doing the TV. Like, I'm still exhausted from that. I don't know how, he, he's been doing this every day for, like, 30 years at this point. It's, it's just a different life. I don't. I'm not cut out for it. It's the only reason why I'm not famous, Trevor, is because I. That, that's, I'm, you and me, we would you, be famous yeah. if, we had, if we wanted to. I mean, we we would be on TMZ. And, We're just too tired. And yeah, on the red carpet and just too tired. Yeah, dating Megan Fox. I mean, well, I've seen what she dates. I probably have a chance if I'm rich. You, not me. But <laughs> we are late tired. But that was so. I've got something right off the bat that I'm going to tell you that's going to. I don't know how it's going to make you feel. It might make you feel mad, maybe disappointed. I don't know. I'm a little intrigued now. So we go over to, you know, from here, we go over to the TV station. Yeah, I know very well. I'm I'm hanging out there. We're kind of, we're, we're talking. First of all, I mean, last night, we'll get into the ins and the outs, but like, 
you know, they're basically like, what's the plan for tonight? I'm like, you're asking me? I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, so we're sitting there and <clears throat> we kind of we, we we're figuring out how we're going to do the show, what we're going to talk about, who's going to do what. And after a little bit of time here, hit me with the, the cough button real quick. <clears throat> on, there you go. Thank you. Feel better? Yeah, I had to get that out. Yeah. All right. After a little bit of time, you know, Trey, who's running the show over there, yeah. is like, we're talking about the radio show and we're telling the story. Somebody brings up the story about how you dropped the bomb about, you know, Master P got you laid a couple of times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and how it was like, it was so funny. And yeah, you talk about all the great charity work he's done. I'm at the top of the list. Right. Everybody's laughing. Everyone's having a good time. And Trey's like, I thought Trevor was gone this week. And we were like, well, that was the original plan. Yeah. He's and, now here. And test positive. And he's like, well, then. COVID. He's like, what? My, I was going with my aunt, my aunt and uh, her daughter in Tampa. And they, they get one, one test, yeah, one test positive. So they, they pushed it back maybe until probably, hopefully, whenever. I don't know. Yeah. So, so Trey was not aware of this. And he's like, well, why isn't he here? And I was like, I I don't know. I, we just came with it. wasn't the plan. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, he could have come over here and just, like, you know, hung out and, like, been a part of this if he wanted to. Like, like So I was like, well, we need to get Trevor involved somehow. We got to make that happen next time. But I, I, right away, I, I pulled up my phone. I was about to text you, but then I was like, it's like at this point, it's like 6:40. We're going to get mic'd up. I'm like, I mean, I don't think you want to drive all the way out to the studio just like sit there and watch. Well, I had to drive back to this studio because I, I thought I left the window open again last night. I, 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 the other night, I was like, Trevor, don't leave that window open. I did. I, I, so I came back up here right actually after I watched your show. I came back up here, oh. but it, I felt like an idiot because it was down. I don't know if I don't know if maybe I did put it down and forgot. I think maybe. Uh, our traffic man may have noticed it and put it down. May have. But, uh, yeah, I was like, damn, I just wasted a trip up here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, at 645, you'd have texted me. You know what I was doing? What? I was getting prepped, had my Jason's Deli for dinner, and I was getting ready to watch the show. I was excited. You watched the show. I did. You were pumped. Now, I didn't know until I got home that, like, the first five minutes didn't, like, like we, were, we were, weren't on the air. No, no. You, <laughs> if you watch the YouTube version, which I linked up on, on Card Chronicle, I put on my Twitter as well. If you watch the the YouTube version that's out there, it's seamless. Like you can yes. see the beginning, the intro video, and props to all the people over there at WBNA. We, a little behind the scenes, like we decided that this was going to happen, and I say we very liberally. Master P last week was basically like, let's just do this. Let's let's do the show a week from today. I could tell. And people were like, okay, <laughs> we'll try to make that happen. So Jay puts the set together. It looked fantastic. I thought you know, they get all the graphics together. Like they did. It's unreal to me how quickly that all got put together. I love the just the randomness of montage of, of a in the opening yeah this is just it's a manual core for leading into tim the, Tebow, the, 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 like of all the places it's just, like a, it's just a, like a team shot photo of so we did Welcome to, Welcome to, i'm like what wait a minute what so we we hadn't seen the intro you know we we get mic'd up and we go to the studio and we do around like 6 40 we do a kind of a test run like here's the intro and like let's do a quick like 30 seconds to see how you guys sound and like get used to the cameras and I'm watching the intro, for the, and I'm cracking up when Emmanuel Corfor's smiling face just pops up there and leads seamlessly into a Florida Tim Tebow. Yes, I'm that's like, what it was. Yeah, I'm like, this is this is great. This is incredible. We're already off to a fantastic start. I feel like there was just like a picture of just a dude hitting a layup for Creighton or something. I mean, it was, just, it was like a high school, I believe. Like, yeah, it was just some random. It was great. I loved it. I felt like I was looking at the like the front of the Sergeant Pepper's album. I'm like, okay, what's there? Okay, I'm like, I'm like writing things down, trying to catch them all as they fly by me. I mean, Master P shows up. He's got the T-shirts and the hats ready for the. Was press he wearing conference. Happy Feet? No. They look like Happy Feet slippers on TV. They're not. I can show you the website where those shoes go. They are. They are. They are not Happy Feet. Because Troy was asking about them. They told him like the brand and the website to go to. I went to the website. I can't afford those shoes. How much did that? Were they? I, you can look it up. I also, believe- this he probably would have been her off just. 
buy my happy feet. When the name of the shoes are, I think, I think it's Money Roddy is the the name of the, is the brand. And th- now that I look them up, they're like they're very famous. I I did not know. I'm, I'm not wearing right. my like white Adidas next to him, like because Troy's like asking the question, like where'd you get the shoes? I was like, you talking to me? <laughs> I assume that's a question directed to me. I didn't enjoy as as Master P was going through his accomplishments, like get that me too. Yeah, ditto. Yeah, he, I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's, nobody thought he could be a rap star. He did it. Sold 100 million records. Me but, too. But for those that didn't see the YouTube yet, yeah, when you turned it on, I'm so excited. I'm like, I can't even. I, I have watched like the last like two minutes of Pawn Stars or whatever the hell it was on before. Because old times got a little tag in the in the corner, you know, Dior's picture saying, you know, coming up the truth, the, right, the real sports talk show on the planet. And like it comes on, it's just like a total black screen. I'm like, okay, come on, come on. And then I, I know where, like across the bottom of the screen, comes a scroll. Of, like, is Brandon Miller impunishable? Is he a number one pick? And I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? And then like after a couple minutes, it just like commercials started playing. I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah. So I I didn't know that any of this happened. <laughs> and I just popped in the middle of YouTube talking about I think the Western Conference. Yeah, we do a couple of like we after the show ended, we did a couple of you know taped some stuff yeah. together and then we, we had, were talking a little bit and I get in the car like a bunch of people have, have texted about the show and you know they're sharing their thoughts and stuff and I grab some food on the way home so I don't get home until about like nine and it, I have no idea and then like my dad texts me like were you aware that the first five minutes like didn't air and then Mary's like oh yeah it was like it was weird it was like screen like we didn't know if that was intentional I was like oh no it was it was <laughs> yeah that's what they were doing. we just like led right into it so like I knew that we had had the the kind of glitch where we couldn't get the Mercy Miller clip to play a couple of times, which was again, we're all this was happening on the fly, so you knew, yeah, well, knew that I mean, some things were going to be uh, technical. But I, I didn't realize that that happened. But again, going back to what I was saying, like Master P, he comes prepared with all the the shirts and the hats for the press conference. Then we get to the the TV studio. He brought those mugs. He had those mugs made with the, saw, the truth yeah. on it that we we cheers it with. He brought the safari hats, which he was very excited about for the the Jurassic Seven segment, which also got tossed together at the very last. We had no <laughs> idea like what the clips were going to be until like I think. Like, Sometimes that makes the best entertainment. It though. was fine. We had no, like no idea until I think like three minutes before the start of the show, which wound up being I was like, yeah, let's make it a you know a natural organic reaction, which wound up being pretty fun. It was I mean it was you had to kind of get your I mean Master P and I have talked sports besides like a little taped audition over the phone and yesterday's radio show like not at all together so it's kind of hard to form some sort of back and forth and uh, so I, I think that the it was a little bit clunky at times at the beginning but you know when you get into uofl stuff he wanted to talk about his son and kenny Payne, and you know he was i think we saw we got, his passion on that on the show yesterday for sure well, yeah. and then you know when you get into the, you know, the the funnier stuff the clips and his, his humor is allowed to come out i love the, the british accent that he busted out of nowhere <laughs> like i legitimately was dying laughing at it it was great it was a lot of, i mean just the ability to say that you did a live TV show with Master P is like you can't take that away from me. It was great. I feel like there'd be because of the, the the hiccups in the beginning, you should just come back on. Like they're trying to silence us already. They hate. The they truth. they don't hate. They hate the truth. They don't want the well, truth. See, but again, we didn't know what happened. I know. I, if you had known, you could have done something. I guess something like that. But I mean, we'll we'll play on that from now on. I'm not shocked that nobody wanted to let Master P know that there was a technical glitch at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I don't know who was in the, in the who's directing your show. I mean, I know some people over there. It's been a while since so I've been over that way though. But I, I just can imagine them being like, I'm, "I'm not. You go tell him. I'm, I'm not telling him. You go tell him." I've got a feeling if it was the truth. <laughs> I felt bad with, telling you I, that I, we're I, not on the air here. <laughs> I have a feeling if it was the truth with Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey, they would have let us know that, <laughs> that there had been a technical error. But because it was Master P and Mike Rutherford, they didn't, uh, which is, is is fine. It's understandable. But it was. It was great fun. It was very cool. I mean, just, you know, you know, leaving, it was like, you know, saying bye to a friend. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going home to get 
some jaggers and eat with my kids and you're flying on your private jet to la same deal see you soon we'll, we'll text i don't know they don't have jaggers out in la i think you might be jealous <laughs> It was a lot. It was it was pretty wild. Daggers is good. They have that new one on West Poro. That middle bridge yet though. There you go. Uh, we want to hear from you on the Thornton text <laughs> line at 502-414-1450. Thoughts, questions, comments, concerns. But you, you're, I mean, you watch the show. Yeah. Overall impressions, because it was again something that we had to put together. I'll, I'll say this: it went much better than I thought it was going to, because it was thrown together. You know. We didn't know what we were talking about. I didn't know what Master P was comfortable talking about. I didn't know what he wasn't comfortable talking about. You know, like, NBA is not exactly my strong suit. He is a big NBA guy. So it was, yeah, it was, it was, it, I had concerns in the day that it was going to be rough. And it wound up, I think, going better than than I thought it was going to. And a lot of props to the WBNA team. They threw that together very, very quickly. Yeah, I mean, it almost, it was kind of like watching buddies just have a conversation. Like at the barbershop or something. You know, I mean. Especially just like, you know, you just, just kind of went through the, the basketball. I was a little surprised he didn't know that Chris Paul was a, a crotch puncher. You should know that, yeah. I mean, yeah, I thought that was kind of, but, you know, hey. I mean, I like Chris Paul regardless of that. Yeah, you're fine with it. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm accepting his... it. He's, Chris Paul is like the last of a, of, he's a dinosaur of an old school style. I also couldn't say what I always say on this show about him being a habitual nut puncher. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were like, the show airs from 7 to 8. There's, some, there's certain things we can't say. And I'm like, well, you got to let me know. Because I... <laughs> I'm gonna fly close yeah, to you. Yeah, you did. You did like dance around it. You're like he punches below well, I the keep belt. Below the belt, and I didn't. I felt <laughs> so uncomfortable because I was like, he's a habitual nut puncher. <laughs> well, don't let it loose now, just because we're over on the radio. We're man. fine here. You, you know, if you're tuning into the show, you know what you're getting. We've been doing this for almost two years. We're good. I mean, yeah, I'm sure I'll, I'll make you say nut puncher look like nothing here in about half an hour. Exactly. I'm sure, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was once it got started, it was almost everything I dreamed it would be. I would have switched you seats though. Like he, they had him like bringing everything in. I'm like, you're, you're the quarterback, Mike. Dude, you need to be over there. Well, that wasn't really the, the end. We we didn't know how it was gonna go. Yeah. Like we, I mean, I very much was aware of the fact that the vast majority of people tuning in were not tuning in to hear my thoughts on sports. They were tuning in to hear masterpiece <laughs> thoughts. So they were like, you know, how do we want to? I was like, I think you know, P should bring the show in. P should get it going. You know, he's he wants to be the the intensity, the energy guy. Let's get that going. They were like, well, can you throw it to break? And I was like, no problem. We'll do that. So that was the way that we kind of divvied that out. I want to hear your, more your thoughts on the, on the Eastern Conference bracket in the NBA. Bucks the team to beat. The uh, Bucks. <laughs> I know the Celtics have the, they, they, I believe they're tied atop the league standings. They right are. Now. Well, I think they're, I think actually Milwaukee's like a game ahead because oh, of the loss. Well, half game up. The Bucks are better. Bucks the team to beat. The Bucks the team to beat. Do they have, they have who on their team? Giannis. And? That's all you need to know. Chris Middleton. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're good to go. Name? Can you, can you who's their coach? Oh, no idea. <laughs> None. Absolutely no. George idea. Carl? <laughs> no, no clue. Who is their coach? It's Mike uh, Buttonhauser, Buttonbooger, or whatever. I can never pronounce it right. No, that's why we talk NBA on this show. Can you, can you, Budenholzer. <laughs> yeah, Budenholzer. It's something like that. I was, I was close. But you mean you think Cleveland's a challenge out of the four spot, right? Yeah. They have Donovan. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was like talking NBA. I was like, yeah, this is going to be very serious. And then I was like, I was hoping Master P would be able to go a little bit more in depth. And then when he was kind of just like throwing it right back at me, I was like, well, this is, I'm going to give you all I got here. But uh, he was like, you want to talk about the Southern Conference tournament coming up? I can give you about 10 minutes on that. But the uh, the Western Conference playoff picture is it's going to be limited here. Let's Who's see. leading the West? Um, the Suns. Nuts, Denver. Oh, the Nuggets. But the yeah. Suns are the best team. Probably. The Suns, Suns, are, Suns are currently in fourth, though. Are they in fourth? Yeah. 
Who's in second? Memphis. I would not have guessed that. Now, here's one I, I wouldn't have guessed even if I wasn't looking at right now. Sacramento's in third. I knew that. Only because I heard it because I was like actually watching Stephen A. Smith earlier in the day. Because I was like, NBA stuff's going to come up. I need to hear something. And they were talking about the Kings. Like, are they legit? And it's Fox and no. Monk. And that's the whole thing. I'll tell you what they are. They're, they're a team that is going to be going into the playoffs overseeded because they're taking the regular season way too more seriously than a team that knows that they're two different seasons like Golden State and Dallas. Well, the only reason why I remember that they were the, the three seeds because there's all this talk about the Lakers have a path to get the six seed. Their schedule down the stretch is not overly tough, and they're starting to play better since the trade deadline. Yeah. And if they get if it's 6-3 and it's Kings-Lakers, a lot of people will say that the Lakers are going to be the, the favorite in that series. I remember that being a topic of discussion. So that's the only reason why I knew the Kings were the, in third place right now. The West can be a crapshoot. The East is pretty much Milwaukee and Boston. Cleveland can be the one dark horse, but that's it. Philadelphia is not doing anything because Embiid will never lead a team. He's too much of a choker, and Doc Rivers is even worse of a choker. There you go. So don't worry about Philadelphia. They'll they'll lose to somebody they're not supposed to anyway. That's what Doc Rivers does. I love on the the YouTube page for the the show, which again is available. It's out there. There were at last check. I mean, I've not checked it since the first thing this when it came out this morning. There were two comments. One was <laughs> somebody saying like Louisville first, and okay. then the the second was just somebody saying Cowboy. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> just said Cowboy. Had two, oh, I need to get that had ready. Two yeah. likes on it. <laughs> And the only reason I remember that is because I looked at the text line just a second ago, and the first comment today was Cowboy. <laughs> I was probably someone somebody saying, like, bout it, bout it or something. Cowboy. No, it was just, it was, there might be now, but there were two comments when I checked this morning, and it was uh, Louisville something, and then just Cowboy. Yeah, there it is. Louisville number one is the first comment one hour ago, and then uh, shout out to Andrew, who said Cowboy. There it is, on the YouTube page. But it was fun. I enjoyed you getting to interact with Master P, you got your picture with him after the after I did, the show. yeah. That was cool. I was it was a fun day here. Exciting day. No questions asked. Cowboy. There it is. <laughs> Cowboy. What if we had just un- that, that could have been that seems to be the same that could be the true theme song because I mean he is going back out west. What if we had unknowingly dropped that on Master P like yesterday during the radio show? Or better yet, at the beginning of the <laughs> the, the TV show. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> Get me out of here. Here comes the truth. Cowboy. <laughs> we lay the truth on you. Cowboy. <laughs> I mean, I laugh every single time. Good. Every single time I do. Um, But anyways, fun night there. We, we've got a little stuff to get to today, obviously. It is... It doesn't feel like senior night. I I still think... Fair, fair or unfair, I still think this year's senior night is somehow less awkward than last year's senior night. Well, yeah. Malik well, Williams, it was like Malik Williams, like senior year 2.0, yeah. and he was pissed, and we knew he, he looked furious the entire time. He was going through the senior day festivities, and then everybody else was a grad transfer who hadn't played that well. It was like, you know, we're saying goodbye to Mason Faulkner. Like, do we even really know Mason Faulkner at this point? I had forgotten Mason Faulkner. <laughs> I think a lot of people have. He was hurt for a lot of last year. I was year. thinking West, and, and, and didn't, didn't, we, didn't we honor West and uh, your boy went to Providence, too? Locke? I don't think we honored Noah Locke. I know we honored Jared West, but yeah. we, we knew Locke had another year of, of eligibility. But if you're technically a senior, can't you still be? I don't think he was. I mean, he, I guess he, he Well, was. he might not have been, yeah. It's, I don't know. But we, I, I know it was... I mean, you might be right. I know it was Faulkner and and, and West because they were out of eligibility. Yeah. And then I know it was Malik Williams, but we were doing it again. Faulkner and West sounds like a cool rap group. Well, it wasn't. 
Uh, <laughs> the name of a band. And it just it felt so. I can't even remember. Was it? We played Virginia, and you, like everybody thought we were going to lose, and we did. And <laughs> we like did. the season was so bizarre already, and it was Mike Pegues saying goodbye to these guys who we like we'd heard Malik Williams and Mike Pegues kind of hated each other, and we knew that Malik Williams had played a part in Chris Mack stepping away from the team. And, like, that was super awkward. But this year, it's awesome. Like, the main topic of discussion around L. Ellis is whether or not he's going to come back yeah. next season. And we're sitting here, you know, Senior Day is, about to, is supposed to be about saying goodbye to players and, you know, remembering the good times that they brought to this program, saying thank you for all that you've done. And both guys that we're, we're honoring tonight, they technically have years of eligibility remaining we just don't know what they're going to do. I think everybody assumes Sidney Curry's gone, but L. Ellis is very much a possibility to come back for next year. And so it's it's this weird deal where like people are going to chant one more year at L. Ellis tonight, and this is supposed to be – it's only supposed to be a ceremony if you know beyond the shadow of any doubt that there's no way that they can come back and play next season. And then you toss in the fact that we're 4-25 and and we're playing Virginia Tech in a basically meaningless game at 9 p.m. on a Tuesday, and it's going to be – it's not the senior days slash nights that we're used to having here. I feel like we should just like let Zan Payne only come out alone. Oh, are they gonna do Zan? I mean, he's a senior, right? Yeah, but he's a walk-on. They don't they don't honor walk-ons. I mean, he plays. <laughs> I think we have, I think like three of our walk-ons are technically seniors because uh, no, just just him. The uh, McCool's a junior and uh, Miles, Miles DeVore. DeVore's a sophomore. Else's kid. For some reason, I think I thought he was around for a long time, but I guess he was just around. Last Probably year. they're all sophomores, registered sophomores now. No, that's true. Everybody, he's been here for everybody's four. a Richard. He's been here seven years, but he's a Richard sophomore. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, how do we handle this? Like, we don't. Like, we thought at least when we said goodbye to Malik Williams two years ago that he was definitely gone. That he was not going to have another year of eligibility. Then things come up. He gets granted that extra year of eligibility, and it was a big surprise. So it's rare that you like having two senior days is not supposed to be a normal thing. And here we are, like we're doing this with LLS, knowing that it's a very very real possibility that we're going to be doing this exact same thing 12 months from now. Like it, it just, it, we can't be the only ones, right? What do you mean? We can't be the only like teams out there that are, that have this kind of dilemma of like, do we honor them or not? I don't know. I mean, I think, I think, we I mean, there's gotta are. be some teams that do grad transfers that, I mean, that well, I feel like you, you can't I feel like you err on term. the side of not honoring. If it's a question that's up for debate again, like this is supposed to be a, a celebration when you know, like, there's no doubt about it. They're gone. They're, they're not going to be here. I mean, Cisco's a junior. You honor him. We did it, yeah. We did it for Gorgie. Yeah. I don't know. if I think we didn't do it for Earl Clark because I guess there was still some potential doubt. Like, again, if there was any doubt whatsoever, we didn't do it. We knew Gorgie was gone. Yeah. New we place. honored him. New we knew Cisco was gone. We honored him. We, you know, you, last year, Jared West and Mason Faulkner, they've got no eligibility left. We've got, we're honoring them. We don't Ellis and Curry. We got no idea, but Ellis especially, like he could come back. He made comments on Monday, yesterday, about how he might come back to Louisville. It just it feels strange. I think if they have eligibility left in any way, then they should be ineligible to be honored for senior day. I, kinda, I hate to say, that. I, I kind of think it's it, it's because Locke was technically listed as a senior last year. I just I was looking, I just right. looked up. So I mean, but he wasn't, but he had eligibility left, and so he was. I mean, I, I guess I don't think I remember him being honored last year on senior day, but so he he wasn't because of that. I think with Curry and Ellis, the same thing. I mean, listen. I mean, if you if you want if you don't if you don't want to not be honored, if you want to be honored because you know you're going to leave, then just I mean you have to let us know. I mean, otherwise, just you know maybe pick up your frame jersey on you know in a couple months. Yeah, I'm looking it up, and it 
we did not honor Noah Locke last year. I'm I'm not surprised. I didn't think we would. I don't think I, I can't. I'm saying he was listed as a senior though. Right, but it, we knew that he had a year of eligibility. Yeah, though. that's yeah. God, it's so hard. And this is, I'm excited to get to the point where we've gotten past the extra year for COVID, and we can just like, it's back to normal. Like you're a, you're either you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, or a redshirt one of those. And we know beyond the shadow of any doubt whether or not you have eligibility left or not. It has made Senior Day almost as annoyingly worthless as the NBA All-Star game. It, and I used to really, really like Senior Days. Yeah. So I take it back. Noah Locke's on the poster for last year's Senior Day. Okay. <laughs> they met him halfway. Like, we're going to put you on the poster, but you're not getting a framed jersey. I can't see, I can't find a picture. I don't know if he got on it. I don't know if he had a framed We still jersey. get framed jerseys, right? We'd still do the framed jersey. Yeah, Malik got two. <laughs> He's got a home and away, right? L, L might be going to tie the record. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know if you can get three. I don't know if I don't, three is three feels like too much. Uh, T.J. Walker, by the way, texted in and says UK is honoring a historic six seniors tomorrow, but all can come back. Although it's obvious a couple will go and probably see. I don't like this. <laughs> it's supposed to be a farewell and thank you, right? Like it's supposed to be a big. It's not good when you have six. How do you start all your seniors? Well, a lot of seniors, we do we still, really still do that anyway. We never it? did it with Patino. I know that. I couldn't remember. Yeah. He yeah he was like like Crum did though, didn't he? I can't even remember. But Patino was like, the hell with that. Like, sorry, if you're a bench player, you're not starting on senior day. Which is weird because I thought Patino did it at UK. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I could be wrong. I could be just having bad memories. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There, there are some parts of the 90s I've tried to black out. And the 2000s. Well, and and pretty much everything after 2006. And, like, yesterday. <laughs> no, I want to remember yesterday. I got to be Master P. You did. I, I text my buddy. I was like... This is what you get to do when you win the Little Man's League cha- Fantasy Football Championship. It's all the rewards. I, I, I was so mad at myself. I should have brought the trophy in with me. I had a Pastor P take a picture with the trophy. I'm very glad you didn't. <laughs> oh, come on, really? That, that, that That's where you draw the line. It's not where I congratulate him on helping me get laid as a high schooler. That would have been that was less embarrassing <laughs> yeah, than it would have been if you'd made him take a picture with your fantasy <laughs> football trophy. Might have been in it, too. I, I don't care. Yeah, but that's just been like, can you... Can, <laughs> Maybe the the trophy could photobomb us. You could hold it up behind us. <laughs> oh, the the Reds official account just followed me on Twitter. Really? It only follows like 421 people. Wow, congratulations! I know who runs it, so I figured they're throwing you a bone since they're gonna suck. Yeah, I, they did, honestly, I deserve a follow. We all deserve every Reds fan who watches this team play for the last <laughs> deserves a follow. If you've purchased the ticket in the last two years. You get a follow. You do. Uh, let's go to break. When we come back, we'll take some text from you guys. Also, let's talk a little bit more about Louisville basketball going into tonight. Main storylines, a couple of things that were said yesterday that we didn't have a chance to get to because it was such a small, short, compact show. Uh, so keep it locked. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Hit us up. We'll take a break. We'll come right back here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Oh, I forgot to mute myself. <laughs> okay. Duh. Come in here, dear boy. Have a Hit it. He wound 
Here is what almond bros are blinding it out. I was born in the back seat of a Greyhound bus, rolling down Highway 41, cowboy. Oh, what'd you do? Cow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd mix it. I was born a cowboy, but it wouldn't fix right. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back in. Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Uh, Bellarmine basketball got the college basketball postseason kicked off last night right way. with a buzzer-beating victory in the first round of the Atlantic Sun Tournament. Um, Knights now move on to today's, tonight's, I should say, second round. Yeah. Got, got the work cut out for them, though. The, the Bellarmine is the eighth seed in the Atlantic Sun Tournament. They play Liberty on their home floor tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, Flames beat Bellarmine pretty badly in both their regular season meetings, and they're I know that the two seed they're still I think the the betting favorites in the Ace Sun tournament. Uh, they've got one of the best players in the country in Gary McGee. Although Bellarmine did upset Liberty last year in the semifinals on Liberty's home floor, so maybe history can repeat itself. And you can hear all that action tonight on, it's on uh, one of these stations. One of the yeah, some yeah. station that we are affiliated. Yeah, with. <laughs> there's a lot going on tonight. Either. Yeah, it, it, don't worry about that. You can just listen to St. X and, and, and versus Trinity here on our airway starting at 645. Either call you want. One of our stations is going to have the St. X call. One's going to have yeah. the Trinity call. We're good well, to go. We want, we want, well, we want, I want the St. X call. I can't do that. Oh, mean, come on. No, I'm a Trinity guy. Come no, on. they don't, they don't, they didn't even really like you when you were there, I hear. Oh, they did. <laughs> they, they still do. They don't even claim you. They do. St. X is not. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> Justin Best hit the game winner last night for BU, which moves past North Florida in the last second. It was a... It was, Nice to see, because last night we had two games in all of college basketball's postseason, the the first round games in the A-Sun. Uh, A-Sun's always the first tournament to get underway. And it was nice that like you had one game into the, the 2023 postseason already coming down to a buzzer beater. So very cool to see Bellarmine once again getting some postseason shine. Hopefully they can keep it going tonight. And we do, as mentioned. And it's all because they beat us earlier in the year. Exactly. That's how they jump-started their whole program. Except to their worst season since joining D1. But... <laughs> I didn't notice how when he did the show the locker room celebration. What? You he had the locker room celebration. Their locker uh-huh. room celebration. It's cool. Yeah, I walked in. They were like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, was coming." Did he forced that one? Yeah, I did. That, that wasn't great. Yeah, we don't like forcing it. Yeah, we don't. They come naturally. It's gotta come naturally. You gotta let the flow come naturally. Just let it, just let it happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but tonight, as mentioned, seventh region basketball tournament, boys basketball tournament, also underway. Trinity plays St. X. I know that's the the headliner. Yeah. I know Ballard and Mail are on the same side of the bracket. Manuel also, I think Manuel plays Cal. Is Who does Mail play tonight, I wonder? They're hosting. I think, I, they, I, they, I think they play Atherton. Yeah, Atherton knocked off Seneca. Atherton yeah. upset Seneca. Um, I couldn't tell you. St. X maybe plays, I think Christian Academy and Central well, are the Saint other X two plays teams. Trinity, we already know that. Yeah, I meant Ballard. Yeah. Now you come all. I, I just know the bottom half of the bracket is, is tough with Ballard and Mail right there. Probably and where's Wagner division. at? Wagner is is home. They lost to Trinity by a million in the semifinals of the district. Like a quarter million. It was relatively close. It was closer than the regular season game, I can tell you that. Much. I think it was like 19. It uh, was. Yeah, tonight, I think you sent me the picture. Of the te- You sent me like two texts, and you're like, whoops, wrong ones. Yeah, the first text was about the Reds having the lowest payroll <laughs> yeah, in baseball. I knew that already. So tonight, yeah, all games at 7 o'clock at home courts. Manuel is hosting Cal. Trinity's hosting St. X. Mail is hosting Atherton. And Ballard is hosting Central. And you can hear... And then the winners all go just go to the Sweet 16, right? No. This is, this is the semifinals? This, this is the quarterfinals. There's four games, so it's okay. got to be the quarterfinals. I can't, I can't keep up with yeah. it. 
Widener's never this far into it. Yeah. <laughs> I've given up. I stopped following weeks ago normally. Only one team goes to the Sweet 16. So Well, from each region. Right. And this is. Oh, this is all seventh. This is the right, seventh yeah. region. Eight teams, one winner, one goes to the Sweet 16. I was thinking, yeah, you're right, because I was, I was, I, you know, six regions like Fern Creek and Fairdale. And, That's correct. Yeah. Evangel Christian. Are they six regions? Oh, yeah. Okay. They're probably the favorites out there. Wide open six region, I'm told. Bender's doing a job out there. Bender's, he's getting, well, he's not the coach, but he's, well, he's, and he's still the he's AD. He's the AD, I believe. Yeah. Getting it done. Still figured that part out, but Get, okay. Getting it done. <laughs> he's, he's getting it done. If I'm smiling a little bit brighter today, it's not just because we got to hang out with Master P yesterday, it's because Trevor Kelsey. Today is the last day of Mark Emmert's tenure as the NCAA president. Do it. Cowboy. There it is. That appropriate cowboy right there. Cowboy. Wait, look, get, get to that. Yeah. He's a mosing down to retirement fest. We're going to send it out west. <laughs> Kick his ass to Siberia. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm ahead. It worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> if that isn't Emmert walking out of the out of the office today, out of the office tonight, I don't know what is. What will you miss most about the Mark Emmert era? Will it be the complete lack of accountability for anything that that happened under his watch? Will it be fighting tooth and nail against NIL until the law had to change it and he still had no game plan? Will it be unfair punishments across the board, punishments that don't make sense and <laughs> Inability to so many great things to pick from here. I mean, these are all the things that define Mark Emmert's tenure to me: greediness, letting money get in the way of what the fans want on basically every single possible level. I mean, watching Mark Emmert run the NCAA makes me think he's going to be president of the United States one day. I can see that. I could, I'm I could absolutely see that. I wouldn't be shocked. These, when you get to a certain point where you are that wealthy and, and powerful for some reason, it doesn't matter how badly you fall; you just keep falling up. When, yeah. Whenever Mark Emmert resurfaces, it will be as like the CEO of some company that's doomed to fail, <laughs> and it'll just go into like some early retirement and be very rich and be on the boards of all these other companies. Yeah, probably so, never shows up but gets a paycheck. He'll be the CEO of some bank that will just <laughs> get itself into God help me, it's not Chase. A whole bunch of trouble. <laughs> he'll tank Chase, and then he'll like go away for a couple of years, and they'll be like, oh yeah, Mark Emmert is the new chancellor. At some university. He's and taking over for, uh, he's as the new king. Move over, Charles. <laughs> he's He married one of the kids. He married, he's married one of the kids. He married one of Kate and William's kids. He's going to be king pretty soon. That's what's going to happen. That's He just, Emmert falls. He's, he's never held accountable. And you never have any sort of, like, period of reflection. You know what it reminds me of? You know, if you've ever watched, and I know you don't really, you hate reality TV, and I don't really watch much. But back in the day, I, when I did watch reality television, you see these horrible people do these horrible things, and there's part of it, you get so angry at them, how could they behave this way over and over and over again, I hate them, I hate them, and there's a part of you that's like, when they see this at home, they're going to be so embarrassed, and if something good comes out of this, it's going to be, they were embarrassed to the point that they had some self-reflection, they changed this about themselves, they want to be better, and the reality is, at the end of the seasons, they have these reunion shows, and they always double down. All these people, they're like, you know, we have you on tape, punching this woman in the face, and then shouting, death to all my enemies, I hate all of you, I, I regret nothing. How did this make you feel when you watched it? And they're always like, I don't care. I felt good about that. Like, sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll share some form of remorse, but it's never genuine. 
And then the next season they come back and they're doing the same bleep all over again. It's kind of that way with Mark Emmert. When you see the reaction to all the the shady stuff that's happened in college athletics under his watch, all these seemingly unfair punishments, unfair rulings across the board, the stuff that just did not make sense, you wait for this moment of reflection from him where he's like, you know, I've read the pieces, I've seen the fan reactions, I've heard what people have been saying, and there's definitely some truth there. We've got to change some things. Here's what I'm going to do. And it just never happens. Mark Embert is always the guy who's like, it's not me. It's the rest of the world that's out of touch, clearly. And like he's going out that way. Like that That's his legacy to me, just a complete refusal to change anything about a structure that has become completely outdated and was in dramatic need of an overhaul and yet never happened because this man was just too, too stubborn to change, and that's how he's going to go out. And he's like the puck of NCAA. That's exactly right. <laughs> puck, I think, kind of changed a little bit. Didn't he? I, I thought he was so bad he like ridiculed Pedro all the way to death. Is that what happened? I mean, yeah, he's pretty mean. He's pretty mean, mean dude. I thought he just, maybe he just got old. That's like the only one I remember though of all when you talk about the uh, the, the you bad. You go back guy. the very very first season of MTV. Really. Well, that's not. It's that was that was uh, real world San Francisco. I was like the third or fourth. Was that Puck was in San Francisco? Yeah, he was San Francisco because Pedro was the first like gay guy they had on the show, at least Puck, openly. Was that? Was that? It was at least the third or fourth season. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Because one was New York, and and two was New York with the guy from Kentucky. I thought that was one for some reason. That was that was two. I think two. I think he was two because two was like the more popular season. Like one didn't like catch on right away. The only reason that I remember that he was one of the first. It was either one or two. Yeah. It was because he was the reason why they took TVs out of the real world house. Because apparently, like. The you the Kentucky, the Kentucky guy okay because apparently he just like sat around and watched TV all the time and they were like well we have to get them interacting we've got to get some drama <laughs> and so after his season they just took TV out of the house I just remember him wearing that hat and everybody all my like my friends like especially ones I knew from Ohio were like hill redneck hill I'm like first of all he'll be in redneck two different things dude he really did just play into every stereotype though. he did it was so bad but yeah like everybody Didn't help. everybody who did the show was like he just he did nothing but sit around and play his guitar and like watch TV <laughs> all day. And so they had to like, they had to get something going. Those are literally the only three characters I can name you off Real World. Well, they're all Mark Emmert. They're all Mark Emmert. <laughs> they all form a trinity that it, that becomes Mark Emmert. That's I mean, are. under Mark, I remember it was office what ten years, fifteen years. When when did he take a when did Miles, It feels like fifty. When did Brand pass away? I think in like two thousand eight. Yeah, I want to say it was I want to say it was like fifteen to twenty years that Emmert's been doing this. It's been a while. He's, he took over when Emmert, I know he, when Brand passed, he took over. Or well, they, they somebody else took over interim for Brand and he took over. But it's been since. Uh, 2010. Now, I, I mean... So, 13 years. The amount of, like... I don't want to use... I guess the word scandals. But, yeah. The, the amount of, of bad publicity under the NCAA in the last 13 years. And, and, and you know, it's, I, don't, I don't want to put it on him because I think it, a lot of it has to do with the magnified of social media that does help... That, that doesn't help, you know, like... I mean, it's not like, you know, whoever was you know, president of the NCAA in the 90s wasn't exactly, you know, probably... The Mr. Mr. Nice Guy himself, either. I mean, there was tons of stuff going on in the 90s, too. It just, but it just didn't feel like under Emmert, it was just like one after another, after another, after another. And not just like minor, oh, well, you know, you know, these, you know, you know, dropping off, you know, strippers to their players, which of course, you know, Louisville doesn't. It's the end of the world. You know, it's, you know, you had the Penn State stuff going on. You had, you know, the FBI going on. I mean, Mark Emmert's. Not exactly the track record of uh, of things that put you in the NCAA Hall of Fame. You know, he'll probably end up there because he'll make himself a member. It'll become the Mark Emmert NCAA Hall of Fame. <laughs> It'll be named after. Well, I forgot. You had, you had the Michigan State stuff. 
then I mean the with the, the house was it Michigan State or Ohio State? Michigan State. With the wrestling when he coach, was there, yeah, yeah. I mean, you had the, you. He stuff happened when he was there as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just it seems like I mentioned, you know, the, the how the, the whole Penn State, and the, I mean, they just completely just screwed that whole thing up completely. They were like, oh, we're a knee jerk reaction and take everything from you. And then two years later, we're going to be like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we, maybe we acted a little too hasty. I like that the last Man. time that we really heard from him publicly was you know, speaking in front of a large crowd was. The, the Final Four last year when he announced the national champions as the Kansas uh, City Jayhawks. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind of his, his entire tenure in a nutshell, is it not? It was the perfect way for him to go out. I mean, and, and the fact he's ending in February, is this, I mean, can we be thankful for any other year that this isn't a leap year? We'd have one more day of Mark Emmert. I guess if you want, <laughs> if you want to talk about like legitimate accomplishments, the one positive thing that you can say about his tenure is that the NCAA didn't dissolve with him as the president because that you know people we've been saying this for 20 years right? I thought you were gonna the, say NCAA the, is, the NCAA is going <laughs> away it's going the NCAA is not going to exist anymore I think it's still I don't know if it's going to ever happen like that like we talk about I think there's a very real chance that in the next five to ten years the NCAA doesn't exist in the form that it has existed more or less for the last what 50 years I think that it's going to be something that's called the NCAA that doesn't remotely reflect the the body that we've gotten used to I think that's very, very possible. But people have been saying that for as long as I've been following college sports. Like, you, we're like we don't need the NCAA. The school's going to break away. And at least under Emmert's watch, that didn't happen. Oh, under Emmert's watch also included the uh, the geographical uh, murder of uh, of, of uh, conferences. It did, which sucked. Yeah, thanks, 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 Mark. Well, that's why he got paid two point seven million dollars per year. Do you know who is replacing Mark Emmert? Uh, I know the person. I can't remember his name. Charlie Baker. Who's from, I believe... North By the way, that name just sounds like the the worst, like... The, it sounds like the name you give the evil villain politician in a movie. Like, <laughs> that just sounds like just a bad... He's the former governor of uh, Massachusetts, uh, member of the Republican Party. Harvard guy. And served 10 years as CEO of Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare, which everybody knows if you work for the healthcare department, you treat every all the small people. But didn't good. he... Was is that what it was? I thought he went to Harvard or, or something or had some affiliation. I'm sorry, he was uh, before he was governor. He was uh, ten years as CEO of Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare. Is that what it was? His education. He went to. Yeah, he went to Harvard too. Okay, there you go. That's. Uh, I was like, am I crazy? Yeah, he did go to Harvard and Northwestern University. As well. And Northwestern. Okay, that was the other one. Good. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Can't be worse, right? I, I, Maybe. I wouldn't hold my breath on that. Do we say that? <laughs> Are we allowed to say that? Whatever. Suck it, Mark Emmert. Mark Emmert took our banners away. That's all that matters. At the end of the day... Charlie Baker's going to give them back. Emmert took the banners away. Anybody but Emmert. A-B-E. Can't get worse. Unless Charlie Baker comes in and is like, I'm taking away <laughs> I'm taking away the tw- 86 banner. No reason. I'm taking away your poach's poll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, if he did, what if that was his first act as president tomorrow? We have to take down the coaches poll number one. I don't believe in coaches polls. You can acknowledge a coaches poll. Yeah. Well, the coaches are different from now and then. His first declaration is you have to take that down, and then you have to hang a banner for this season. You have to put up a new banner for your four-win season. He's going to make us hang a banner that says, we won in 13, but we can't be honored. It's like a it's like you have to hang Katina Powell's name up with your honor. A jerseys. picture of her. <laughs> Get out of my face, Charlie Baker. Not gonna happen. But uh, excited that, that Mark Emmert's gone. F you forever. I can't help but want to put like a Southern twanger to my say his name, Charlie Baker. Yeah, 
I wouldn't. <laughs> I, don't know, it's just, I don't know. It just feels like that's what I feel like. Where are you going tonight? Well, me and Tyler Baker are going to go out fishing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm begging you to stop. Go hit the pond. I'm, I'm, go catch us some bass. Please stop. <laughs> I'm begging you. I use all natural worms. Tyler okay, Baker, okay. he cheats. Okay. <laughs> you, you're basically just doing a riff on the Charlie Murphy. Am I? It's what it sounds like. Oh, maybe that's where I got it from. That's what it sounds like. Why is Charlie Murphy going fishing down in Louisiana? I don't know, but the same voice is the, it's the same. Uh, all right, Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. If you've got some thoughts, send them in. Uh, so the first text that we got today was somebody sending in a picture of a sequel to Cocaine Bear named Rehab Bear, greenlit by producers. I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's real. Have you seen Cocaine Bear yet? No. I heard it wasn't bad. I, the only problem is, is that they said that the the bear every five minutes goes to the bathroom. Okay. <laughs> Get it to you. Get rid of the bathroom. Yeah. Somebody sent a picture of me wearing that safari hat and just said cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a new picture, truth picture, a truth t-shirt picture with you wearing the, wearing the, the safari I'm hat? All for it. I love it. <laughs> Texas says he's probably friends with CP, the dude played in New Orleans. He didn't act like they were friends. He just likes he likes Chris Paul. I'm trying to think when I guess he'd have been in New Orleans, but he got to New Orleans around the same right after Katrina though. Yeah, I don't at, at that Charlie point, moved there around 2005, I think. At that point though, I think Master P was already living in mostly in Los Angeles. Yeah, I think he still has homes in in New Orleans. Because wasn't Katrina in 06? I think Katrina was in 2005. Yeah. Okay, and I think New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. I think it just moved that year, but they had to do games in Oklahoma City. Which led to the whole Seattle moving. There you go. There you go. There's a timeline. Texas Masterpiece saying that Louisville will be one of the best teams in the nation next year. Get P and Jan in a room together and we couldn't handle the positivity. He was very positive. Did he ever say anything negative about anything? He said that he wished, he wants the, basically his whole thing is he wants the team to play faster. He, he doesn't like the whole getting to a half court, you got to pass the ball five times. He wants them to run and gun. Modern NBA. Not worried about the defense either. That. He wants to play the Warrior style, which we need Warrior shooters. If that's yeah, case. I mean, we can... <laughs> I don't know if you caught Master P hinting that Louisville might win the ACC tournament it was probably my favorite part of the, the whole show. I was like, I if if that happens, the next time we're doing this, I'm doing it topless. <laughs> that's not that's not enticing. It'd be completely naked. Fine. I didn't want to say it on air again. I wasn't sure what I could and could not say at that time. But yeah, I will. If we win five games in five days next week, which would be more wins in five days than we've had this entire season so far, I will do the next show naked. TV show or radio show? Both. Okay. Both. Absolutely. I'll join you there, buddy. That's that's. I think we can both make that promise. I'm just gonna stand behind you and P and butt naked. <laughs> have have it just positioned where the uh, the mug is covering up the junk. <laughs> I was a little bit surprised that he was that much pro Kenny Payne just because like when we had talked about kind of the team before don't get me wrong he was very he was very much pro Kenny Payne in those conversations but he was a little bit more critical and kind of I think had some things that he wanted to work out and, and I thought maybe he would get into that because when he was when we did like the all like kind of the the, the first taping via, via phone when we were sort of like it was kind of a pseudo audition and he was like this is what like this is why it's going to be a good show like people aren't talking honestly about this team and I can do it and he was saying some critical things, and then you know, we got on, and he, I don't know, if th- maybe things have changed the last few weeks, and he, th- he likes the way that they're playing a little bit more, but he was, yeah, he was 
very supportive of Kenny Payne and thinks that he's definitely going to be the guy. Does that make you feel a little more positive about Mercy? Uh, no. No? No. I think I think Mercy's going to go to Houston. <laughs> Which sucks. Mercy's really good. Very, very good. But Kelvin Sa- and P went to Houston. Mercy was recruited very early on by Kelvin Sampson. Seems to really like Kelvin Sampson. I think Louisville still has a shot. But it sounds like Houston's going to be tough to beat. I did love the way P like talks. Brett talks about how he made the NBA. He was on two different training camps in two different training camps, right? Yeah, kind of the same way Garth Brooks was on the Padres. <laughs> I mean, he was there. That's all that matters. He made the NBA. I know. I just I, I'm not gonna sound just like like I made the whole, I was on the Hornets and I'm like, I guess sure. I mean, I got a picture of me on the cover of Sports Illustrated from St. Matthew's League. I mean, I don't think that really was on. Yeah, the but cover. that was fake. <laughs> well, he actually suited up for the team and played. So that counts. Do you see the difference? So, Mark Emmert. Yeah. <laughs> Texas says, does Bellman still have a significant amount of players injured? The, the core of their team has been healthy for a while now. I know that the the, the big kid, Bash Whelan, who I love because he made the entire team friendship bracelets last year. His name is Bash Whelan. Yeah. Well, that, and he also, he's just, he's a big teddy bear. I love him. Uh, he's been hurt for the whole season, pretty much, and he's he's been out, but... I mean, their best, the players that killed us, more or less, are are all playing. They just, and I, I said this before the season, I didn't want to be mean, but like going to that opening night, I was like, this is the worst Bellarmine team since they made the move to D1. They're picked sixth in the A-Sun. Finished seventh. They're the eighth seed in the tournament. Are they seventh? I couldn't remember. They're yet. the eighth. Okay. They upset the, technically upset the, the seventh seed last yeah. night. I knew there was a seven-eight match if I could remember when they were. And, uh, like, it, look, it's just, it's a rebuilding year for them. The Ben Johnson kid is going to be a superstar, but he's just a freshman this year. They're they're bringing in some good talent down the line. I mean, still like kind of screwed him, but not letting him be eligible for the tournament. They did him to lose some kids. They and... lost Dylan Penn to Vermont yeah. primarily because he wanted to play in the NCAA tournament, and he knew that he wasn't going to. He's he. I think he's the second leading scorer for a Vermont team that once again is the number Usually, one seed yeah. in the America East. They'll be the favorite in this tournament, which starts at the end of this week. Like they, yeah, it was a down year, and so when people immediately tried to. I think make some excuses for Louisville and saying, look, this is an NCAA tournament team. They're very good. I was like, yeah, not, not, not as much this year, but hopefully they can pull the upset tonight. I would love to see them beat Liberty because bleep Liberty. It actually leads them in scoring. I was second last time I saw it, but just barely over uh, Ben Sullivan, who is a transfer from somewhere. I forget Delaware. I, I think I know they're really San Diego Vermont's like, they're the best team in the American East. They're not, the Vermont they've been in some years past. Yeah, 19 and 10, 13 and 2, but in the A's, uh, yeah, American East. So. Texas says, the question that everyone wants to know the answer to is, what the hell was in those mugs that you guys were using to toast during the truth last night? It must have been something more potent than the absinthe mis- mixed with ecstasy for P to think that the cards are going to win the ACC tournament. You did make, you did drop a comment. He, you were like, what's in yours? He's like, water. He goes, not mine. <laughs> it was just water, yeah. <laughs> sure it was. Just goofing on air. <laughs> sure. I mean, I have not had a drink. I just, I, I just picture the scene in and uh, uh, and Chong when he goes into the court and he grabs the water from the, the judge. Like, Bleeping vodka, man! Yeah, it was just it was smart water. He poured it himself, but it was uh, I enjoyed the toast. Texas says, just, apparently just a clever name then. Yeah, Texas says, one more screwing by the ACC to us this year. 9 p.m. start tonight. I'm yeah, uh, I know, and you know who's on the call tonight. Uh, you, you told me Clark is on. Uh, Perry Clark. Perry baby. Clark. Uh, Tulane legend. I mean, I, last time he was on the air was it was his birthday. I mean, does he have more than one? I mean, has it been that long since he was on the air with us? It's been oh, about three weeks. What now. was the other game he did for us? 
It was a game we got blown out in. I know that narrows it down a lot. One of the nine games this year that we've lost by 20 or more. Who knows? But. It was a random game. Cause that's, I, I, but I'm glad to see he's still kicking. That's good to know. Uh, uh, let's see. I'll, I'll be tuning in pr- primarily to hear if he drops the Gerald Honeycutt reference. Probably not going to happen. Maybe maybe a Ray Allen reference. I not- hate his lack of Tulane talk. I mean, I want... I don't want to talk about the actual game when Perry Clark's on. I want to talk about 90s Tulane and Metro Conference. Yeah, that's what I want to hear about. Early CUSA, give us that. Yeah, I mean, and we are. what channel are we on tonight? Uh, ACC Network. ACC Network, okay. Texas says, are you going to share your Jerome picks? I made my, my first helping today. Oh, crap. I keep forgetting about those. You got two hours left. Yeah, get them by six. I, I'll try. I I've, I think I think I always end up coming in like the last page anyway on Jerome. I've, I've never done well at Jerome. Uh, have, you got, ever, have you ever like gotten into like the top tier or anything? I think I finished in the top twenty ones. The nice. Be, the best that I ever did, it was like twenty fourteen or twenty fifteen. I was in third after the first run, and I forgot to send in my second half picks. I forgot to send in the second week picks, <laughs> and I was like, oh my, I was so mad at myself. But last year, I know I did real bad. I mean, it's, um, there's a, I mean, that's that's top twenty. You're talking there's thousands of people that do drama. I did real well. This was like early on though, when it was a little bit smaller, when it was mostly like sports writers and people. Like now, it's 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 everybody does. I'm it. trying to think the first year I did drama. I want to say it was like 2010, maybe 2011. Yeah, it's kind of when I got in. I think I was that was 11 is when I started with this station is when I finally I, and I can't remember who it was that even like forwarded it to me because it used to be invite only and then yeah. now it's like basically if you want to sign up you can sign up yeah you can just some because someone forwarded it to me yeah and was like hey you need to do this I'm like okay yeah I got the your championship week primer yeah I'll do the championship week primer I mean the I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get it out tomorrow that was the original goal yesterday being so hectic kind of threw a wrench into that it'll be up by wednesday or thursday we'll those that don't know what the drum is it's just a it's a giant list of people that do the uh, conference tournament prediction you just pick the winner for every conference yeah tournament. every conference tournament yeah i went pretty i went very chalky for the first week i almost always do which is probably why i never do well i got one i got two uh kentucky teams in more, north i went with nku in the horizon oh, more at states the favorite new high valley high valley could get weird but i went with i like President Spradlin's a good guy. I like things be weird. Let's take a break. When we come back, a couple other news and notes to get to. A couple other college basketball thoughts from last night as well. That'll be the 4 o'clock hour. And then more thoughts from you guys at 502-414-1450. Also, mm-hmm. new available 2023 recruit, not mm-hmm. Dennis Evans. Who could mm-hmm. be you know, talking about that a little mm-hmm. bit? Could potentially that class growing a little bit? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into all that and more. Keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X. Mm-hmm. Lord, I my life I'm a lot like you were old man look at my life I'm a lot like you were it's also would have been great music for the masterpiece show last night <laughs> I was thinking bring, it, bring it back to old man I was thinking Emmerich leaving the, leaving the, the offices again old not man. been happy uh, we got a, a quick update from Jim Patterson Stadium via Trevor Kelsey. Louisville baseball oh. leads 6 nothing. it looks like, over Eastern Kentucky here in the top of the fifth now. They are not a solid program. Not a solid program? No. Is that your official stance? That's my official stance. Sorry, Colonels. I mean, they've been to four NCAA tournaments. <laughs> That's my that. guess. I'm saying EKU has been to less than four, which is why they are unsolid. Let's find out. 
Let's do, find do, out. Do, do. East Kentucky base, Colonel's Baseball. They have been to four NCAA tournaments, I swear to God. Oh. But none since 1989. <laughs> All four of their, conference, their NCAA tournament appearances came in the 80s. 84, 85, 86, 89. Who the hell did they have on the team? They were, however, the regular season conference champ last season in the OVC. You know what? Solid program. To my friends in Richmond. I'm sorry. You solid, are a solid, solid program. program. Look, this is a it's a Louisville baseball team that's five and one on the verge of going six and one, playing a lot of solid programs. Right? I mean, these these are historical programs. They are. Borderline. I mean, for for the record, they all have as many championships as Florida State. It's true. <laughs> Fair point. A uh, little ba- cards baseball, by the way. They have this game tonight against EKU. Then they're going from from here to Houston for the Shriners Classic, which is, is this weekend. And that's like it is the preeminent early season baseball tournament, baseball showcase. Not really a tournament. You play three games. The crowds, just Google it, YouTube it, Shriners Classic. The crowds are outrageous. Like, they are packed for all these games. Louisville's going to play Texas A&M on Friday uh, at 8 o'clock. That's a rematch of the Super Regional from last year. We know how that went. Uh, We want some revenge there. We're going to play TCU on Saturday, a team that we've played in the College World Series multiple times. And then on Sunday, we're going to play Michigan, a team that we've played in the Regionals. Uh, here multiple times, including just last year when we beat them in kind of a controversial finish. Those should be three great games on on three consecutive nights in front of huge, huge crowds in Houston, Texas. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be real fun. The only question I have is, did you know Shriners was still a thing? I knew the Shriners Classic was. Like I just like I think it's Shriners. I think of like my grandfather and like the guys with the big long like red hats look like water buffaloes. It's still a thing. Like I, I'm I, like, I don't know. I just thought I mean, is there any like young blood in the Shriners? Like, that's, like, Shriners, like, again, what do you think of? I think of my grandfather, who was a Shriner, because they would send us, like, t- he would get, he had offers to tickets to the Shriner Bowl, like, the the football game out west every year. Like, he'd always have, but he's, like, never, he's, like, I'm not going out there. It's just a, it's a group of children's hospitals. I always thought it was, like, just, like, the, the. the Masons? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's how it got started, but it's, Shriners, they have a bunch of children's hospitals across the country. Well, I guess they, you do have that, but I was, again, the, the like guys. Most that, there is a Shriners hospital. Okay, but I think it's Shriners, again, the, the old guys sitting at the, at the red light trying to get changed from yeah. you with the red hats they, on. They're still out there. Still yeah. That. You still see them. Like, I'm just, like, yeah, it's how, I mean, they, they got some young blood in there. I mean, they, yeah. it's all. Doing their thing. I'm just curious. I mean, are you a Shriner? I'm not a Shriner. How does one become a Shriner? I, I don't know. Can I be a Shriner? I, don't, I think I think you've got the whole. I think you're a, a Mason. Are the people who are in like Shriners International? No, Masons are like a different. That's a different group. That's like what well, like Freemasons are. Yeah, that's like George Washington and like Homer Simpson and. Well, no, that's... those are stonecutters. My bad. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, who cares? I want to be a part of a secret society like the Shriners. They're not secret. We know about them. <laughs> we know about the Freemasons too, but they're still secret. they're not secret either. <laughs> but I mean, the society's secret. Does I mean they the the, the hospitals and the, and the guys in red hats and the and the little you know the There's little cars they drive around. About what you're talking about? Those those are all those are all just covers for the actual group. It's not like the Skull and Bones group at Yale or whatever that is. <laughs> I'm just, can I do I just sign up? Do I just send them a, is this like being a part of the, the basketball writers association group? I send them fifty bucks a year and I'm a member? Sure, you can Google this on your own time. <laughs> I'm just I, mean, I don't know. Would you rather talk about Virginia Tech game? Yes, actually. Wow. Yeah. That's and, not uh, good. I don't care about the Shriners. Well and how you become one. Well, I'm, I know someone is not giving them money on the corner street corner. Well, are you? I do, yeah. I don't believe that. I always give loose change to people. I, I I always try to give a couple of dollars even if somebody's homeless on the side 
Good karma, man. I don't buy it. If it's bad weather, I'll give him a five or ten sometimes. I don't think you do. All right. I don't think you do. Uh, I just you roll that. your window up and just keep driving. No, you? I don't. I you're so, you're the type of guy that like, you get to a red light. You're you're like you're like your dude in the office space when the when he's listening to rap music and then the black dude walks by the car. You roll the window all the way up. You turn the radio down. You're like. You pretend you're on the phone. Once again, you have pegged me entirely incorrectly. Right. Every time you say that I'm the type of guy who does something, it's like the exact opposite of, of what I've always been my whole life. If you're really that kind of guy, you believe I could be a Shriner. I don't believe you could be a Shriner <laughs> because I know you don't get out of bed until 2 o'clock. So? That's... You got to do stuff to be a Shriner. I mean, I get out of bed. From most Shriners, I get out of bed at 2. We can eat, I can eat dinner with the rest of the Shriners. You can't. We're on the air until 6. <laughs> and then you're going to go home and... Watch movies and go to sleep. How do you spell Shriner? S-H-R-I-N-E-R. Say it again. Just how do you think you would spell Shriner? S-C-H-I-N-E-R. No. <laughs> Just, it's like Shiner, but with an R. Uh, okay, here. How do I, how, how can, how can you be a Shriner without being, you have to be a Mason. That's what I said. Well, how do I be a Mason then? Oh my God. How can I be a Mason? <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm letting you do this. All right. To become a Mason, a person must be recommended by two or current members of the lodge and voted in unanimously by members of the lodge. Okay, so I need to meet two Masons. You need two Masons to vouch for you. Is anybody a Mason out there? Anthony. <laughs> I've always defended you, Anthony Mason. <laughs> if there are two Masons who listen to the show, they're not vouching for you. Oh, come on. It's not happening. I, you 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 drop the ball and get me hypnotized. You won't let me pole vault. I tried. I'll let, I'll let you pole vault. You you, you just won't. you can't do it. You won't let me do it. You and Troy keep giving me these security I mean uh, insurance reasons. That's not me. I, mean, <laughs> I don't care what happens to you. You think you can do this for for me? It's great if you try to pole vault. It's fantastic for the show. And and so now and now you, won't, you people just keep holding me down. I heard. I'm gonna be like Master. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rise above regardless. I listened to KRC. This morning, yeah. when I after I, I dropped Virginia off at school, and they were talking about the Master P thing. Okay. And they were jealous. They well, he, look, we're all basically best friends with Master P now. Master P's a part of Big X Nation. So oh yeah, he's this cool. is great for KRC. It's great for Spirits. It's great for Denison. It's great for all of us. Yeah, we play Words of Friends and stuff. But they were talking about, you know, your interactions with Master P, and how like you know we were talking about ways to get you involved with the show, and then it somehow led into. All these things that you claim that you can do that there's no like they they talked about you claiming <laughs> that you can run, outrun an alligator. I can't outrun an alligator. <laughs> Not right now because my foot's bothering me a little bit. But you give me like six weeks or so, I'm I'm beating that thing in a race. And TJ was funny like in Roush they both were like, it's starting to feel like Trevor has a sense of himself that's just not based in reality. <laughs> and sound just like the girl at the bar. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Well, I mean, these, these are not things. I'm not setting the bar too high. I, I want. I, you said you think you can pole vault. I think I can pole vault. I believe I can outrun an alligator. I can become a mason, i.e., a shriner. That means my grandfather was a mason. There's legacy things, right? We have. A, I tell you what. In our house, we actually have, there's a picture of Mary's late grandfather as a shriner holding out the bucket with yeah. the, the hat on and stuff. Uh, I. Maybe there's some ties on her side of the family. Maybe they can put in a good word for you. Okay, so th- th- there's step one. I can outrun Algy. What else? I, c- I can't be hypnotized. 
There's been something else too, isn't there? There's been many things. <laughs> that I think we've all had to, to pause. See, TJ and them are mocking me. They did the same thing when they said I couldn't couldn't score on them in a soccer game, uh, kicking a soccer ball, and oh, I did. I've seen that video. Well, you saw the first. The, 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 there was some trial and error. You fell right on your your back hard. Oh yeah, trying there, to keep the ball and you missed the net. There's like an 85 percent chance I had a concussion. That's, I was. It's a hard fall. Uh, we went we went to Salsaritas afterwards, and I was like, why do I keep smelling motor oil? <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> then I smelled it for like two days. If it makes any sense. Couldn't find a leak anywhere. But, uh, yeah, but I did score. I did eventually score. I also got caught up in the net, and now now I don't make fun of Dolphins anymore. But, but, yeah, I I can't – you challenge me. And there was another guy once challenged me, a little Nick Coffey, said I couldn't beat him in free throw contests, and I came up very close. I said you lost that. It was close. (laughs) But I forgot that Anthony Mason's dead. Is he really? Yeah. That sucks. It happened several years ago. But I was I, thinking of Anthony Mason. I think of that's Draymond Green. He's just basically Anthony Mason on, on stair, with better players around him. I always think of. Are you familiar with the Notorious B.I.G. song "Story to Tell"? Vaguely. The, I probably know it. I just don't know because of the name of the song. I'm bad with names of the song sometimes. I mean, he does have the line. I can't think of a Knicks game against the Jazz without thinking of. I'm in his. ASS while he plays against the Utah Jazz. It's all I think of every <laughs> single time. But so the the basis of the song is he has met a young lady who's he's gone home with. They're having relations. She is somebody who is sleeping with a member of the New York Knicks. Okay. The member of the New York Knicks comes home while this is going on. He doesn't know how to handle it. He gets it's all in a song? Yeah. Story, okay. It's a story to tell. It's the story that he's telling. He gets his gun and acts like he's robbing the place, and that he's you know he's he's coming on this woman and he's, he's he's robbing her and you know she's just an innocent victim and all this and he pulls the gun on the the player, and you know, just like, he's like he's like let me go let me go don't worry about it and like he leaves and that's how he gets out of the situation, and uh, for a long time like, he's like this is a true story this actually happened to me, and it came out I guess after they both had passed that the player in question was Anthony Mason. Which the only reason I, I find it hard to believe is I just don't think Andy Mason would let anybody go. Well, they've he's like, the kind of guy that probably would yeah. pull the trigger. I mean, they've and, well, and they I guess they identified the woman too, who like you know now she's she has a kid, she has multiple kids, she's like a very like normal looking fifty something woman. I'm like, what a horrible thing to be attached to you for the rest of your life is this story? Just not doesn't seem fair. It's like who's it? Was it Gilbert Rand told the story about he came home and found Shaq sleeping with his girlfriend? I don't remember that. He was like, he just, he's like, uh, what am I going to do? Shaq, destroy me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to start out like left. <laughs> I remember the... Hey, if I came home found Shaq with my wife or girlfriend, I'd be like, can I get an autograph? <laughs> I mean... My dad wrote a, he, my dad wrote a book about Aris Gilmore, so he, he knew Aris really, really well. And Aris, he had a daughter at one point in time who was playing, this is when Shaq was like first getting into the NBA, who was very tall obviously mm. and was playing basketball at louisiana tech and she had dated Shaq for a brief period of time and artists had found out through friends of friends that Shaq, as many nba players tend to do you know he had he had his indiana woman he had his denver woman he had and so artists felt found out and about Greg it minor gets the bad rap yeah no. <laughs> and artists apparently had a come to jesus moment with Shaq, and like artists is one of the few people who you'd be like you know if Ar- ours is one person that Shaq would have to literally look up he to. had to look up to and, yeah and artists was basically like you're not dating my daughter anymore and I mean, Shaq apparently was very much like, 
okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. I mean, early Shaq, if he's skinnier, that would have been an interesting matchup. But it would have and... been. But Artis is a. Also, I would have liked this. Shaq and Artis's daughter could have had just like I know. one of the greatest basketball players ever I, born. I know. I, that's what I was like. <laughs> I was like, let's get this kid to Louisville. Like, give me. This was probably like 20 years ago. We could have had. Could be starting right now. We could be not four and twenty-five right now if that had happened. <laughs> Come on, Hardis. We got ties here now. You could have helped us out. Why are you doing that? What, what were we even talking about? We we're talking about getting me a member. So I'm, I'm actually on the the Who Can Be a Mason website right now. And looking at this 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 picture, I think I can be along with these guys. The text line says that members of the Catholic Church are forbidden to become Freemasons. Well, luckily I'm not a member. You're good. Texas, my biggest concern with Trevor pole vaulting is whether the pole will hold him. We might have to find a special pole for him. <laughs> I think he could hold. I mean, it is made out of stuff that's in Wolverine's claws, right? You think the pole is, like, magical? <laughs> hey. You think it's going to do, like, all the work here? And it's, it's it's just not. I'm sorry. I have. He's just not the first time I've thought this way. I know. <laughs> Come on. You can't. Dude, that was too easy. I'm aware that this conversation <laughs> just lends itself all oh, it's so great. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm just waiting for somebody to tell me that they're a Mason. They're going to recommend me. Texas Trevor, it's not just us saying that you can't pole vault. Physics says you can't pole vault either. I love of all the things. I, you, Trevor, you can't pole vault. Trevor, you can't block being hypnotized. Trevor, you you cannot run an alligator. You can't be a Mason. Yet the one thing you are determined that I can't accomplish is find love. You can. I think like the one that'd be the hardest. No, finding love is way easier than you pole vaulting. I'm well, sorry. But, but, I mean, she's got to love me back. I mean, I've been in love, but I mean... You can find love, but... It's but like, apparently Emmanuel Shriek will not answer my phone calls. It's like you saying that you could jump over, you know, the the the, uh, the dome building downtown. <laughs> Can't do it. It's physically impossible. Yeah, but you also said I couldn't clear the ground, and I did. No, I didn't say that. I said I wanted to see it. Oh. <laughs> and I did, and it was great. You did. You got off the ground. It wasn't I was, I was just limping around for like a week after that. You jumped maybe three centimeters off the ground, and then you were hurt for like a week and a half hey, afterwards. good enough to get uh, Palacio a scholarship. Texas, the Catholic Church thing is completely not true. My grandpa and dad are Catholic Masons. I thought, yeah, Mary's parent family is very Catholic. I just, I just, all I heard was just one, two, and three names of Masons that could recommend me here, people. Oh, apparently, the picture of her grandpa was Crusade for Children. Because oh. he's a volunteer firefighter. He's a diehard Catholic. So two not things, a shrine. Yeah. But, hey, text line says you can be both. <laughs> well, I don't want to be Catholic. No offense. I just want to be a mate. I want to be a, You're fine. I don't, I don't even want to be I a don't take any offense. I could, I could care less being a Mason. I just want to be a Shriner. Texas says, Mike, the fact that your co-hosts on your two shows are Trevor and Master P has now <laughs> officially convinced me that we are living in the Matrix. Oh, this is absolutely all simulation. It's glitching. There's no question about it. There's no way that any of this is real. I mean, no you, way. You went from a man who was best friends with Muhammad Ali to me. <laughs> I very who has boy. a Muhammad Ali T-shirt. I've got. <laughs> who yesterday Master B called himself the Muhammad Ali of local sports. That's true. It's you are the Muhammad Ali of pole vaulting. <laughs> I mean, how? What, what if I said? I mean, is there like a registered la- uh, like level that you had to put the, the bar at? Like what if what if I pole vault over no, like you can't get off the ground? Okay. I'm I'm just I'm not trying to be mean. I don't no. think, I don't think I could get off the ground. No, you could do it. I don't think I could at all. I don't want to do it. It's terrifying. You see how high those people get? Do I get a trampoline? <laughs> I'd absolutely hurt myself. Do I get a trampoline? Maybe. No, you have, it's, this is standard pole vaulting rules apply. What if I'm being chased by an alligator? 
into the pole pole. <laughs> a kid that I went to grade school with who ended up going to St. X, he was like a big-time college pole vaulter at Oklahoma. He tried to make the Olympics a couple of times. He did like a vault in the ville thing downtown, like the, like the little exhibition. We could get him to teach you, to try to teach you pole vaulting for a month. Okay. I don't know if it would do anything. Can we still do it anyway? Sure. I don't. I mean, he'd have to do it for free. I'm not paying him. I'm not paying him. Nobody's paying him. Yeah, but yeah, remember, can you imagine this, the, the, the amount of like publicity he'd get if he could teach me how to pole vault? I can. It's not huge, probably, but... It'd be nice. It'd be a good story. It'd be great for us. Yeah, but the guy taught Helen Keller how to read. I mean, that's just pretty miracle. It's like a miracle, man. So you admit it'd be a difficult thing. <laughs> I'm not saying it'd be easy, but I still think I, I think given given some time to train and the the proper pole and the and the right length and the right the right height, I think I can accomplish that. Anything is possible. No, it's not. It's a com- <laughs> common misconception. It's not. Yolo. Texas alligators can reach speeds of up to 35 miles per hour on land, though they are known to tire quickly. We did not see that. We saw like 18 to 21. But they tire quickly. I mean, it's only got to run around for a few minutes and they're done. You know who else tires quickly? Me. (laughs) Stop making me say these things. You think I could jump over the alligator if it got close to me? (laughs) No. Absolutely not. How can you like three inches off the ground? My point stands. (laughs) Texas, Trevor has better chances of dating Kim Kardashian than ever getting off the ground pole vaulting. I agree. I would I, I accept the challenge of either. I mean, you can you can try both. I just don't. Texas, Trevor jumped off his roof with an umbrella as a child, didn't he? <laughs> no, I never did that. The closest thing I ever did was, was uh, jump off my buddy's porch on my big wheel. I survived. The Knight Rider big wheel did not. You ever seen a big wheel with a flat tire? <laughs> it's it's kind of hard to accomplish, but eight-year-old Trevor, he did it. Texas Trevor can wear a Shriner's hat and cape while he pole vaults naked. The cape thing, come on. Do you have to wear? I mean, I wear the cape for a Shriner. I wear the cape for being a Shriner. Okay. Why do I have such a desire to be this? I, I don't know where this came from. Like, you bringing it up, talking about the baseball team in this great tournament down in Houston, they're going to. I be legit it. had a throwaway. 30 seconds spiel about the Shriners Classic happening this this weekend, which I'm excited about, and it led to 22 minutes of how you could become a Mason and then eventually a Shriner. Well, no, I have to be a Mason to be a Shriner. Yeah, was you have to do both. Yeah. Texas says Bob Dole was on the real world. Puck ate Bob, Bob Dole's peanut butter. Bob Dole was not happy about it. It's <laughs> yeah, a great skit. Family guy, right? Uh, it was SNL. Oh, SNL, okay. It was back when Norm MacDonald was playing Bob Dole. <laughs> that sounds sound like something my favorite. Bob's out of control. Also, the, the the Chappelle Show real world skit was was very oh. good. Correction, <laughs> I did. I had sex with Katie too. <laughs> you stabbed my dad. <laughs> that was one of the, the Chappelle Show for only being like four seasons. Just such greatness in a short time. I think it was only like two and a half, wasn't it? Well, I think it it was like three with him, and then the last four season was without Chappelle. Oh, like I think he it was some of the same writers, like the guy Neil he talks about. Mm. So I always think about yeah, when, he, great. when he goes when he does the, when he shoots the slave match. Like apparently shooting the slave match is only funny to me and Neil. That's a lot I always think of. New Brennan's stand up is really good. He's, got is, a, he's, he does, and he's been on Spell Show here and there. He seems like a funny dude. He has a three mic special where he like he'll go from one mic to the next mic to the next mic, and one mic he'll tell like really personal like intense stories. The next mic he'll tell like standard stand up stuff. Yeah. And the third mic it's like just jokes. 
I mean, and it was so it, him. It's it really, really good. It was him, Chappelle, and Paul Mooney doing the writing on that show. Right. That, that alone, I mean, and you had Charlie Murphy contributing as well. It's a pretty good all-star group. Texas said, I'd rather be a, at a lecture presentation from Mark Emmert over this Shriner segment. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Texas, now I'm expecting to see Trevor at a Westport Road intersection, chain smoking and asking people for money. You would be like, sir, you can't smoke while you hold the bucket out. Well, who says? I think they'd probably let you know. I mean, it's not like I'm putting it in the butt in the in the in the, in the bucket. Uh, would you say that first off? The butt in the bucket. It's like my coming in the house reference with Anthony Mason there. That I, I know. Oh, I right caught away. it. I said it right away. I, was I like, caught oh. it. I was like, right away. I was like, <laughs> damn it. Texas Vecini and Javoni both say that this upcoming recruiting class is the worst in 20 years. Can we, for the love of Gondor, just take some transfers? Also, Vecini and Gavoni sound like dueling pizzerias. <laughs> I always called him Giovanni at first. Jonathan uh, Giovanni. I, I always thought it was G- before before he sold out with DSPN. I always pronounced it Giovanni. He's the ESPN guy. Uh, the latest on Dennis Evans, by the way, it still sounds like all these crystal ball predictions are coming in. That he's going to go to Louisville. He is. I mean, if you're looking for more reasons to feel confident about why Louisville would land a kid who's you know four stars, high four star, five stars according to some scouting services. He's an Adidas kid. He played on the Adidas circuit. He was basically picking Adidas schools coming out of, of high school. Um, was committed to Minnesota. They're apparently going to lose another recruit this week, it sounds like. But it seems like we're in good shape there. There's also a – we've talked for, for weeks now about how the only uncommitted top 100 player from the class of 2023 is Bronny James. And now we've got – Dennis Evans is, un, is, is uncommitted. And another top twenty, top uh, one hundred prospect from this class, also decommitted today. Josh Hubbard was released from his letter of intent from Ole Miss. Uh, obviously, he asked for out of it after they fired Kermit Davis. He's lower rated than Evans. He's the number ninety nine prospect in the class according to On Three, but he's a guard. He's four stars. Can't say we couldn't use him. But I kind of I agree with the Texas overall point. It's nice to get recruits out of this class, but if we're going to be good immediately next year. I don't know if the number number 99 player in this class can help us do that. It's going to be more about the transfers than it is about the young kids. I mean, they could, but I just don't hold my breath on it. I'm with you. I, I mean, this again, I, I've set the bar. This team needs to get three grad. I keep calling them grad transfers, but you know what I mean. Uh, three transfer. transfer portal guys. Yeah, upper cl- excuse me, upperclassmen transfers. Maybe it'd be upperclassmen, Bob, but probably. More likely than not. Do you want your stat right now? That's what I need. And, and the two guards, at least a minimum two guards. You know, stat that's going to back this up? What's that? Right now in college basketball, out of the top 100 scores in the entire country, how many do you think are true freshmen? Top 100 scores? Top 100 scores in the entire country. I'm going to say 13. One. Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller is the only one. I mean, I knew obviously there was one. But... And this class is supposed to be worse than the class that is coming out right now. I know that you, one of some kids stay in school because of this transfer thing. The kids are sure. staying longer than and maybe they would have normally. One and duns are never going to go away. No. NBA franchises are still going to draft based on potential. But when it comes to college success, yes, every now and then you're going to find a Brandon Miller or Anthony Davis or a just ridiculous talent who comes in and thrives immediately. It's still an outlier situation. The best college teams, even in the one and done era, have primarily been teams that are focused heavily on really experienced, really good college players who maybe have a shot to be pros, but they're not the the lottery pick type talent. Now, if you have a couple of those mixed in, it definitely helps. But, I mean, look at what, like, Nova figured it out. 
Jay Wright, for a brief period, tried to go with the, I'm going to land three five stars in one class, and it didn't work for him. So he landed a bunch of good, maybe not top-tier prospects, guys that were going to be two, three, four-year college players. Every now and then, if he got a kid that was good enough to go pro after his sophomore year, great, we're going to be fine. But it was a, it was a program loaded with Jalen Brunson's and Ryan Archie Diaconos. And they won. They were the best program in all of college basketball during that span because he figured out the formula. Jimmy Dixon tried to do it at Pittsburgh. He just wasn't as good. And he had really good teams. They just yeah. didn't, you know, they would one Elite Eight run. They didn't make he it. He had one McDonald's All-American like his entire tenure there, and it was ended up being like a bust, too, if I'm not mistaken. And look, I mean, McDonald's All-Americans still help. There's no question about it. But you have to have those guys who are right there on the, you know, just that next tier down that are just maybe not quite good enough to go to the NBA and want to get better in college, like the college lifestyle. Nowadays, they're, they're good with NIL deals. Like That's the way to make it work. So it'd be great to get this kid. It'd be great to get Dennis Evans. But if you're looking for an immediate impact for next season, the best route is through the transfer portal. It just is. Tell Baylor can confirm that. Again, like... We, I mean, what all, what all five of their starters transfers? Four like? of the five, and their two best yeah. bench players. Yeah. Like, the I think we we now are going on, in the last three years, you've had 12 Final Four teams. All 12 of them have, have started at least one player who was a transfer. Like It's just it's the way of the world now. And if you don't get with the movement, you're going to get left behind. Can't, I mean, yeah, I mean, they don't win the national title if they don't have... Uh, Remy Martin. Remy Martin from Arizona yeah. State, absolutely. What does that mean, Xavier? Hmm? I thought he was Xavier. Who? Remy Martin. Arizona State. Oh, I don't know why I was thinking Xavier. You're thinking of Remy Abel. Oh, okay. Eastern High School. I mean, Remy's can there be? Two. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the answer. <laughs> uh, that's confusing. <laughs> we got to go to break. When we come back, I've got a couple other stats out there pertaining to Louisville basketball that, look, spoiler, they're not going to make you feel good, but we're going to talk about them. It's, it's also not going to make you feel great about the ACC, but we're going to do it. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. More Cowboy, more Cardinal Hoops talk coming up here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. The update, Louisville baseball right now going, let's say something bad again, uh, playing Eastern Kentucky right now, cards in the bottom of the sixth, looks like they had the bases juiced, and they got a... Don't use that term in baseball. Oh, well, we, we can. Bases <laughs> loaded, bases full. Full, yeah. The bases were quickly emptied by Brandon Anderson with a uh, double. 
Not empty. They, he drove in two runs with a double. 8 nothing. Louisville leads Eastern Kentucky there in the home half of the sixth inning. We also have Louisville softball. They're playing their first home game. They've played 14 games all away from home so far this season. They're going to be hosting Bellarmine today at, uh, at 5 o'clock. So go Cards cool. softball. Go Cards baseball. Let's get some wins. Louisville uh, men's basketball in action tonight. 9 o'clock against Virginia Tech. ACC Network. 970 WGTK. Senior night. <laughs> the groaning. You can hear your groan. I mean, it's just... <laughs> Come on. I want to be positive. I mean, could we have at least shown some defensive fight in the George Tech and make me feel somewhat positive? Even Master P wouldn't even stay in town. No, he was, yeah, he was, he was ready to get out of there. <laughs> I want to be, take me with you to L.A., Master P. <laughs> People talk, I think that, look, we are now approaching the time period where a week from today, the season could be over. Like, Louisville's going to play on Tuesday in the AC tournament. Yeah. As of right now, we are the 15 seed out of 15 teams. We would play Boston College at the tournament started today in the 15-10 game, which I believe would be a 4:30 tip-off. So, like in the middle of the show. right in the middle, of the show, yeah. We, we, I don't know if we, I assume we would not be on if that would happen because we don't want to compete with our. We have the games here. We don't want to be a competitor. I mean, honestly, couldn't be. I think we run their money in the ratings. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> but we're at a point now where everyone's about to start if they haven't already turn their full attention to what happens next. This season, barring a miraculous run in Greensboro next week, is going to be remembered as the disaster of all disasters. I'm not breaking news to anybody. We're 4-25. and We've got two regular season games left, and then at least one next week, a week from today, in the ACC tournament. So people want reasons to feel optimistic. And people ask me all the time, you know, why... Tell me why you're feeling down, why you're struggling to get on board with the, this is all about the NCA. we're going to get better players, we're going to be fine. One of the reasons, I mean, first of all, like I feel like I, I'm i taking crazy pills when I have to explain myself for why I have some doubts when we've won four games going into March. I never thought I would have to like back that up. If we won four games, yeah, I've got a little bit of concern about the future. We're Louisville, we don't have the worst talent in the world, and we're 4-25. But beyond that, not only are we 4-25, and we're 4-25 and in an ACC that right now, according to everything, every ranking system that tracks this sort of thing, is the seventh best conference in college basketball. This is the worst, this is not a, a hyper, hyperbolic statement, this is the worst ACC in the modern history of college basketball, according to every metric that's out there. Now, they may be able to make up for it again in the NCAA tournament with a couple of runs like they did last year and make people forget about it. But it is a it is a down, 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 down ACC. I think there was a stat out there today that said, like, in the, the, the 10th best team in this year's ACC in any other year would have finished 14th. And, like, the 7th best team in the ACC uh, from an average of the last seven years before this would have been the 10th best team this year. Like, it's the... There's a graph you can look at. It. I retweeted earlier today. The line for this year, it's like those Louisville graphs. It's out there by itself. The ACC has never been this bad. And it, that plays a huge part in why Louisville's strength of schedule this year is bad. It, it, we, are the, we have the 86th toughest strength of schedule, which is at least 20 spots worse than our previous low strength of schedule over the last decade and a half. We have not, since making the move to the Big East, we have not played a schedule this lenient ever, and we are four and twenty-five. So basically, what you're saying is our easiest schedule 
coincides with our worst season ever. I'm saying our worst season ever. Like, I'm saying any other Louisville team in the last 20 years. Including last year. Should, would would have been way, way better than 4-25 and in this conference and against this schedule. And that, I mean, that's the weird thing about our non-conference schedule. We were going crazy about you know how good Maui was and, and these other teams that we were playing. Like, guess what? Cincinnati, not an NCAA tournament team. Arkansas, not a top 25 team. They're talented. They're going to be in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, but they're not a top 10 team like we thought they were. Texas Tech, the worst team in the Big 12. Yeah, they were the biggest the biggest drop-off from expectations. For I sure. I mean, these, those were all top 25 teams besides Cincinnati when we played them. And they have just, like, they're, they're not as good as we thought they were. None of them. The mid-major teams that beat us, they're all bad. They're all right around 500 or below 500. Um, Lipscomb, not great. Bellarmine, way down for them. Wright State. They're 17 and 16. App State, they've got a losing record. Uh, Maryland was, you know, they, they've kind of, you know, they're still top 25 good, but they're not like a, a world beater. Florida State has nine wins. Two of them come, have come against us. It's, it's hard to be overly optimistic about things turning around immediately next year because do I expect us to be better? Of course. But everybody else is going to get better too. And these games that Kenny Payne has pushed off until we – get better on the non-conference slate, you're going to have to start playing some of them. The DePaul contract, and I know it feels weird to say, like, at DePaul is a game that we're scared of now, but that's where we are. We're going to have to play at DePaul. I'm pretty much scared of everybody right now. We're going to have to play the, you know, Kenny Payne says, you know, we're going to play Indiana, we're going to play Memphis, these schools have come calling, just not this year. Well, is that going to happen starting next year? UK's not going anywhere on the schedule. We're going to play in a multi-team event in November. It's not going to get any easier. Yeah, we're going to get better. These teams are going to get better, too. Florida State's not going to be this bad next year. Syracuse may keep getting worse. We can say that. I think Jim, <laughs> I think Jim Bayham's in decline. I feel pretty good about that. Wake is going to get better. Carolina's not going to be like this again. Pitt is on the upswing with Capel. Duke is going to get better as Shire gets his, his feet underneath him. And they have an insane amount of talent coming into that program still. Miami's not going anywhere. Virginia, you know what they're going to be. Like Georgia Tech's going to get a new coach. Virginia Tech, who we played tonight, has had a down year. Mike Young will get them back. Like we are, we're going to get better. It may not translate into a a season that's better enough to where we're even flirting with the NCAA tournament next year. That's among my primary concerns here. We've played a terrible schedule and we've won four games. It's depressing. It, it, it's. I wonder why I want to talk about being a Shriner. There's no way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We can flip back. Into I feel like the is going, you know, I, I, I'm sorry. This, I, this I conversation was actually better than this one. Let's go back to the Shriners. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I know we're on the first floor here, but I'm about to jump at the window. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> we're, we're, we're calling a spade a spade. My favorite. I haven't pulled that one out in a while. I just brought it back out now. We have to tell the truth on the show. It's just like with the Masterpiece show. It's all about the truth. That's the truth. Uh, last night in college basketball, speaking of teams uh, in the ACC and it being a down year, teams that needed to get a big victory, North Carolina last night made good. I mean, maybe. Uh, I don't think they're turning a corner, but they had a game that they had to win once again, and they got it done. By the way, they, they beat the crap out of Virginia over the weekend, but they go on the road to Florida State. They, beat, they win by 11. They kind of screwed around a little bit in the second half, made it more interesting than they needed to, which is – a North Carolina thing, but they got the win that they needed. I still think they're going to make the NCAA tournament. They should. I think they're going to get overvalued wherever they get in. Like I can see them being, I can see them making a deep run. They may win the AC tournament. And if they do, they're going to wind up being like a nine, eight seed and whoever they get matched up with, 
everyone's going to say Carolina's going to beat them. And I can see them being that team that just lays an egg in the 8-9 game because everyone's looking ahead to them playing that one. That seems like Carolina's destiny. If they make the tournament, people are going to buy into the hype completely. And I think Carolina players are going to just assume that they can do what they did last year. Like the year that the, ain't gonna happen. the the down Duke year where they end up playing like VCU in the 8-9. Oh, that was a 6-11 game. Was that a 6-11? Okay. Yeah. It was around there. Yeah. Because uh, they had no reason to be, they had no business being a six. Yeah, that's why I thought they were eight nine. They were a seven seed in the eight. <laughs> I thought they were. That's why when you said, it, I was like, well, they were an eight nine seed, right? I remember this vividly. They were a seven seed in the ACC tournament. They lost in the first game of that tournament, and yet somehow they were a six seed in the NCAA tournament. I was like, this doesn't seem doesn't seem right, but that's the way it was. The other big game last night outside of Bellarmine getting the dub in the ASUN tournament was uh, Oklahoma State losing at home to Baylor, who keeps it rolling. Uh, Baylor gets the win 74-68 in Stillwater. Big 12 is going to be fun as hell. That tournament's going to be great. Um, you've now got Kansas on top of the league standings, Texas a game behind them, and Baylor and Kansas State just two losses behind them in the standings. So, fun final week there of college hoops. Are you doing Cardinal Insider? No, I'm answering an email. Oh, okay. You're right. talking about Louisville winning four games. I was like, I'm just going to do some email. Well, I knew you were distracted. but <laughs> When I was listening, God help me, I was listening. <laughs> well, I thought you would chip in with the chime in with the college basketball talk. <laughs> I'm trying to bring you back in. I'm trying to reel you back in. I lost you. Oh no, you've lost me. I'm I'm done until tomorrow and we can talk about no how more, no more Shriners talk. Well, I mean we can get into Shriners. I don't know. I I've had some some swing and misses unless there's a Mason out there that's gonna support me. But I mean, listen, I'm, we're gonna talk college basketball tomorrow because like, God forbid I have this bad feeling we're gonna talk about how Louisville offensively looks solid, but Virginia Tech just kept getting open shots and we got screwed because of them. we ended up losing by like eleven. You know, same old, same old. And Kenny Payne will come on the press conference and say how the guys fought, but they didn't fight hard enough. And this team was better than us, and they're well coached, and yada yada yada. I mean, it just I, I I could write this for me. I mean, I I've been rewatching Entourage. I feel like every game and I've watched with Louisville Entourage. in post game is like is like the season four of Entourage. It's a repeat of what I've already seen. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing this for Except at least with the Entourage, I got hot girls in, like, bikinis. Well, look, if you're <laughs> you're you're tired of it, I'm tired of it. The good news is we've got, like, a week left of doing it. I know, I know. We're going to move on pretty quickly. And once we get to next week, like, that's the weird thing about thinking a week into the future. I'm still not used to this. I know last year we knew going into the conference tournament that it was that this was going to be the end. But it still feels strange to see February on the calendar and to think that a week from now, we could be talking about the last Cardinal game of the year, but when that, whenever that happens, the dominoes are going to start falling pretty fast, and we're going to be. We're I mean, gonna be, we're going to be talking about the NCAA tournament, and other conference tournaments, while we're also talking about guys that are entering the transfer portal, that's, or you know, recruits that we could get, and all this stuff. Like that's what the next month is going to be. So if we're doing the "woe is me" thing about the current team and the way that they're playing. Guess what? We only got like five more shows of doing that. And thank God. Yeah, I'm. So, I mean, we've been doing this since uh, November. Like this is. The, I mean. W- the most excited I can be for this basketball program right now is getting this season freaking over with so I can hopefully get you know optimistic of Ellison coming back and, and James coming back and the players I'd like to see come back or anybody come back. But more importantly, I can start focusing on a new team, a new season, a new day. I mean, that, that's what I want. I'm, I, just get this. This season is just a Band-Aid that will not let go of your arm hair. And I want you to just rip it the freak off. Well, you will, again, in seven, eight, nine days. 
Oh, no, Virginia and Virginia Tech are going to rip it off for me, hopefully. Maybe Boston College will be the final. But you that know. one in the season, yeah. The, the yeah. last band will come off when this team plays in the conference tournament, which is just a week away. But that's it's kind of – I just want – and I don't mean – I want a little bit of win. I want them to be successful. At this point, I've kind of given up, you know, wanting to win for financial reasons because they already screwed me on that yeah, one. Yeah, you're done there. Yeah, I've, I've tapped out on that one. I just got to matter what I get when I get hold of Scoots or not. But I just – I don't know. I mean, there's nothing. Even them playing well in these last two games, or playing, meeting maybe Boston College in the one game in the AC tournament, and losing the next one, maybe losing in a close game to Miami or North Carolina or whomever, doesn't matter. It's not going to change the fact that just get this year over with and let's start changed. focusing on the post, on the off, the off season. I feel like I feel like you know a bad be- like a Bengals fan in the '90s. It's like who cares about the seasons? Get over with so we can get to the off season. Well, I think we've all been there for a long time, and I mean, we have. I mean, I, mean, I tweeted back in January that I. I can't remember, I don't even remember what game it was after. That's how bad it's gotten. Typically, like, those moments stick out, you know, when you're like, I was down bad. The 31-point loss to Providence in 2012. <laughs> the blowout loss to Notre Dame in 2009. Like, we remember those games because they happen so rarely. This year, I'm like, well, it was one of the blowout losses, but it was early January, and I said I never thought that I'd ever be saying this at this point in the season, but the next two months can't go by fast enough. And we've all been in that same boat where it's just like, the future, the future, the future. Maybe it can get better. Maybe it can get better. Or if you don't think that it's going to get better, it's just get next season over with, and we can move on from that. It, it's just, it all sucks. It, it sucked for a long time. It continues to suck. I mean, this month they teased me, though, a little bit. Because the offense started clicking a little bit. You, you, you got to, I mean, I, I know I see a tease as if they like been on some run. They got two wins, which, by the way, is as many as they got in the first three months of the season. So I guess it is a tease. You know, you, you, you got the two wins. You got close games against Florida State. You know, Miami, hang with Miami. You almost get Virginia all they want. You'd be Clemson. But it didn't change anything. It didn't really. No, it didn't. But it didn't make me have a little bit of optimism. But then you had to throw in Pittsburgh and, like, the Georgia Tech game on Saturday. And it's like, just, oh, hey, look. You know, here's, like, the. It, it's like this entire season has been a, a Twinkie on the end of a stick. And I'm on the. I, I, and here I am, like, just nonstop chasing it. Never going to get it. Dude, I don't even think it's that, though. Like, it's. You're looking for hope, and I, I mean, it's just been it's been pretty consistent. They have played better, but it's never to a point where it's like making everything okay. I mean, they're still like we're talking about how they played well against Duke last Monday. You know, they still lose by 17 to an average Duke team. I know. Like it, it's just it's all bad, but we're all it's coming to an end. I know. We can never talk about it again. <laughs> but you sort of have to, like last year. It was very much a let's never talk about the season again. New fresh start, new coach, new era. We're gonna be fine, and you can't really do that when you have the holder head coach because what happened in these four months is part of the narrative going into next season. Like you, even if we land a really talented roster, I think you'll still have people who are understandably questioning of the coaching hesitant to, to, to buy into the hype or who aren't feeling like we're going to be a top whatever team in the ACC because look, if you could only get four wins out of this group or five wins out of this group, whatever it winds up being, how are you going to get 20? out of a far more talented group. And those are questions that, once again, can't get answered until next season. And there were things that I brought up at the beginning of the year that I was intrigued to see. And we I saw, wanted I wanted to see this was a true tester. Are you still intrigued? I mean, like Bobby Womack said, once you get past 110th Street, it's a, it's a hell of a tester. And Kenny Payton ended up a junkie on the street. Easy. No, I'm just, that's, well, you know, 110th Street. Yeah. It is the 10-year anniversary, by the way, of the release of the infamous Zubas shorts and jersey sleeves uniforms that we wore to a national title. That we never wore the red that they, we, I, 
Which is the, the I was gonna say yeah. the the funny thing about it is they put out the the famous picture of the the six Adidas schools, which now two of them are still Adidas. What schools. was it? Kansas, Baylor, us. Uh huh. Um, NC State. No. Oh, who are the other ones? Cincinnati, Notre Dame, and UCLA. Oh, okay. And the Notre Dame ones were, were famous because they were those shamrock shake green yeah. that were just outrageous. Hey, that's back. But we never – they used the red uniform in the release. Yeah. We never even got to see They're it because we were the top seed in the conference tournament and the top seed for all of our games in the NCAA tournament. But it, it, And the it, white actually were kind of cool looking because you couldn't – you didn't see the design really. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of cool looking. It's stretching it. We can admit <laughs> that they were hideous. We won. We won our, the only national title of our lifetime. Came in sleeved camo jerseys. Those jerseys have more wins this entire team this year. Yeah, eleven. <laughs> no, 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 nine. We only played three games in the conference tournament. I wouldn't even count the conference tournament. I was counting. They had more tournament. than twice as many wins as the as as this team has right now. But it it reinforces my my belief. I've loved the uniforms that we've worn this year. That the kind of throwbacks, the, the modern ones. We've, mm-hmm. They've all been great. Yeah. They're too pretty. This program does not thrive unless we're wearing the most astastic uniforms possible. Infrareds, everybody hated them until we went on a run. Then we loved them because they were infamous. The sleeve camo, let's be objectively speaking, atrocious looking, but we won a national title in them. We have had two pretty uniforms in recent years. That's the real problem. It's not the strippers, it's not the FBI stuff, it's not the NCAA cloud, it's not Kenny Payne's coaching, it's the uniforms. Put these kids in trash bags next week in Greensboro, we're cutting down nets. I mean, that was kind of a, a Patino thing, though. I mean, look look at even when he's at UK, the 96 uniforms. Well, it's an Adidas thing. True. But, we don't get to pick. But when he was at UK and they won the 96 tournament, they were hideous. Those those icicle jerseys, they were the ugliest things you've seen. I mean, he, denim, denim the uniforms. The denim years, yeah. Maybe the best team in college basketball history. Patino has a, has a hunch. When he has a good team that has a chance at making a run in the tournament, he figures, I'm putting put them in the ugliest jerseys possible. That way they'll just play with, like, all-out abandon. They won't care what they look like. This is a – what I'm going to tell you is a true story. From Rick Pitino's fantasy. <laughs> or the names and places have been changed. No, no, they, I'm not changing anything. Okay, wow, okay. Please. Rick Pitino said this. All right. Maybe it was true, maybe it wasn't. I'm scared. Maybe – I criticize very little of what happened with Tom Jurich from a on-court, on-field standpoint. The man reshaped Cardinal Athletics. He turned Agreed. us into a national power. I, ha- I I take issue with this. In 2014, Patino wanted to bring the infrared uniforms back for the postseason. Jurich said no. Oh. Patino has, has told the story before. He said, I wanted to. Tom said no. I don't know. I mean, because Adidas, they pick out our postseason uniforms. I know that some teams, like Indiana allegedly said no to the infra uniforms in, in 2013 or 2012. And they said no to the camos in 2013, but they've worn some of the other ones that they, they've had in the past. I they guess, got upset, but they got beaten in Sweet 16 in both. They did. I, I guess we could have said no. I guess you technically can wear what you want. I don't know if Tom didn't want to piss off people at Adidas, but Rick wanted the infras in 2014. If we wear the infras, mm. we're not losing to UK. Although we, wear, we lost to him in 2012 wearing them. We, lo- we wear those infrareds. Harrison doesn't hit that three. He's too distracted. And they would have been the, the infra whites in that game because we were the higher seed. Yeah. We were the four seed. They were the eight. That was different. That's why we lost in 12. Exactly. We're the four again. They were the one. Yeah. We're the, we had to wear the orange. <laughs> Did Tom Jurich cause Louisville basketball's yeah. downfall? You have no idea. They might in have... a different way than any of you think. Syracuse fans are so confused. 
It's all uniform based. <laughs> it's all uni- It's all about the uniforms. Uh, Louisville baseball, by the way, now they're up to a ten nothing lead over EKU. Oh, laying it down. We can say definitively, we're better than Eastern Kentucky at baseball. I think we are. I feel good about that. Yeah. Louisville softball getting ready for first pitch out there at Traeger Stadium as they host Bellarmine, their first home game. The cards are ten and four. Um, Let's go Louisville softball. Go softball. We love you guys. Also, how about men's tennis? Number twenty in the country. Really. Louisville lacrosse nationally ranked. Men's track and field number thirteen in the country. We're doing it across all the sports. TK. Didn't in Louisville's the track and field coach? Isn't the guy like coached at Mail? Oh, I've got no idea. Sorry. No, Mail had a really good track and field team for a while, and then their coach left, and they went to. College. I knew Mail had a really good track and field. Yeah, team. they they won a bunch, and then he left and went to a college gig. It might not. I can't remember if it was Louisville or not. Also, I I meant to bring this up earlier when we were talking about high school sports, really quickly before we end the 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 four o'clock hour, because we're talking. We've got Trinity Stanix basketball tonight, seventh region, yeah. first round, quarterfinals, whatever you want to call it. About six forty-five start time ish. And we've got Stanix on our station. We're the home of of. Big X, the home of St. X. And the Trinity game, I think, is on one of the other stations that yeah, we're affiliated with. It's on WFIA AM, I think. The Trinity broadcast, I mean. Yeah. So, I am I went to Trinity. You but did. Friday night, so I've got nephews at three different high schools. All brothers. Like, not like different nephews from different families. My brother Oliver has got three boys. The seniors at Manual, the sophomores at Trinity, the freshmen at St. X. But the freshman is... <laughs> The fr- it's so confusing. It's so strange. I don't know why they're different. Like they just, just did to be different with each other? Or? No, I mean, they. yeah, I mean, they... Emmanuel probably, I'm assuming he, there was a magnet program or something he wanted to do. I mean, maybe. Jack is is brilliant. Like, he's getting scholarships to Yale and stuff. Like Going to Manuel, yeah, that he, makes he, sense. He's yeah. insane. Ben, like the the Trinity aspect, he plays basketball, runs cross country. Charlie, he went to Santa's primarily because all of his hockey, he's a big hockey player, all of his hockey friends went there. Is that, is that a better hockey school, I guess? They are now because he, he and his friends went there. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> so, which is what I'm getting to. So okay. Friday night is the Trinity Stanex hockey game, the second one. Trinity, before this year, had beaten Stanex in hockey 15 straight years. Stanex beat them the first time like a month ago. They play Friday night. Iceland, we wanted to go. It was packed. Charlie, my nephew, he's, he's, again, he's a freshman on the hockey team. Hat trick. Three goals against, really? against my alma mater, Takes him down 10-4. He's celebrating. Like, actually, the coach I used to work with at East Bend 680, I didn't even remember that. I didn't even know that he was the coach there. Like, all these direct ties. And I just feel like, you know, he's he's doing him dirty. He's like Adam Banks. He's, he's, he's doing my old school dirty. But also, kind of, re- it's like how I feel, you know, people always talk about, would you have a son? Would you let him go to UK? I'm like, yeah, I mean, if it was his dream school and he wanted to play there, it'd be tough. But I'd root for UK for four years and then go back to rooting for U of L all the time. I still root for U of L. I just would have to root for my son over them. I'd root for my son, but not UK. Like I hope he has a good game, but he still loses. I don't think I could do that. I, I could. I would it. want him to be happy. I want him to win. Because I've been loyal to the University of Louisville longer than I had him. Like I'm happy that Charlie had three goals. <laughs> He's only been here for like 12 years, yeah. 13 years, whatever. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. But you got to family over everything. Foe. Now does 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 the the, the middle son? He doesn't play hockey though, Trinity. No, he's he plays basketball and he runs cross country. Okay. So he wasn't, at least it wasn't brother versus brother in that match. No, Charlie was, hockey was his, his big thing. It's his big thing. He's the one, like, they got, he got recruited by a couple of the, you know, they have those, like, basically, like, hockey factory schools up in the Northeast. I, yeah, I'd assume, yeah. And he got recruited for a couple, and they were like, we want you to come play in Boston, but you have to leave, like, next week. And my brother's like, we're supposed to start saying X in, like, two weeks. We can't, we can't really drop everything and do go to like a prep, He's going to be like Charlie going to prep school. They had prep schools in the Northeast, and, like, a couple of, I think a school in Quebec has been recruiting him. They really, he's so. How does he? He's freshman in, in Sanex. So he's like what, 15, 14 years old? Like he, he he's fifteen now. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Wildlife. 
All right, we gotta go. And everything hockey's in Iceland, right? Yeah, yeah everything. I mean, I, imagine, I think the one time I almost went ice skating was in Iceland, I believe. What's well, the only rink here? So it's the only rink That's all we got. <laughs> Five o'clock hours up next. We're gonna talk about Louisville versus Virginia Tech. Get you ready for tonight's game, and I'm sure other nonsense on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Keep it locked right here. More Rutherford Show up after this on 1450 The Big Eight. Five o'clock hour here at the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy last day of Mark Emmer's tenure as NCAA president. Sun shining a little brighter. Coffee tastes a little better this morning. Everything's feeling good. Mark Emmer's gone. I like that everybody's using that picture of the dude who's like, I came to my one of my biggest haters' funerals to celebrate his death. Everyone's using that guy's picture. It's all over the what place. What's that from? It's a meme. Oh. We're happy that Mark Emmer's gone. We hate him. Good riddance. We're glad he's gone. Give it, put the banner back up at 12:01 tonight. Even if we lose by 40 to Virginia Tech tonight, put it up at 12:01. Yeah, I bet you Charlie Baker don't care. Stop. <laughs> Dark Side of the Moon. You know that movie? That song was like top 100 Billboard for like 30 years. No, I don't think that. Is. It held like a record for like longest in top 100 Billboard. It was on there for like almost 30 something years. 30? Oh, like in the top 100 it was there for 30 years. Yeah. What? The album, the sales of this album were like in the top 100 Billboard. For I mean, over 30 years, because the album came out, I want to say, in 74, maybe? 70, 74, 75, maybe 76, because I know The Wall came out in 79. The classic rock release was unprecedented. 950 weeks in the Billboard Top 200. Top 200. I'm so, Okay, I apologize. Still, that's... 900 weeks. How, how long is that? 950 weeks is, well, 56 weeks in a year. Quick math. At least, what, 20 years? Okay, that's, I was I was thought it was thirty, but yeah, I was close. That's outrageous. That's just how popular. Because the thing is, is that like you would have a new generation, like discover marijuana, and then be like discover Pink Floyd, and they go out and buy the Dark Side of the Moon album. So it Which was. I did in sixth grade. That's. Well, I found Dark Side of the Moon in sixth grade. The other one was in seventh. So it debuted on March seventeenth, nineteen seventy three, at number ah, ninety five so on the 70. Billboard Top two hundred, and then it peaked at. It, that's the weird thing. It, only, it peaked at number 46. Yeah. Well, it's pink. No, take it back. No, it ended up making all the way to number one. Their previous high was number 46. Which were, I don't, don't know what that would have been. And it, animals, maybe. It didn't leave the top 200 until 1988. <laughs> 741 weeks. That's insane. That's a record, I believe, correct? It is, it is yeah. a record. Dark Side of the Moon. And then after it left, it managed to log another 15 years to bring its total of weeks in the... Uh, top 200 to 1,500 weeks and counting. It's so, still, so just fell out for a little bit and then came back. Just fell out for a little bit and came out, came back. It's still apparently every now and then still cracks the top 200. That's nuts. I mean, the the, the album cover is just, I mean, I mean, how can you not go to like anywhere like a Barstown Road and not see that shirt and somebody wearing that shirt at least once? Yeah. Do you see all the kids? I, 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 you didn't have pink. 
I'm assuming you you weren't you weren't in like the you didn't know like the no. black light posters or anything like that. No, I, I didn't. I was all a sports kid. Well, I had sports posters too, but I had black light posters too. I didn't have any of that. I see now, and I think I'm told that it's all because I guess Target has these shirts. Kids everywhere are wearing Nirvana shirts. I, oh I, yeah. I pulled into the station yesterday, and there's a, a kid. They were playing. All the kids were playing in the playground back here in the, in the parking lot, and there's a girl wearing a Nirvana T-shirt. With the smiley face, t- with the little the yellow one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you get these shirts. I mean, these shirts are like our target and stuff. Like, you can get yeah. Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and Rolling Stones logo shirts that, yeah, like Target and, and Walmart and, I mean, DXL. Outrageous. <laughs> Spencer's. Spencer's. Spencer's was ahead of the curve. Like, Spencer's was cool before it was cool. I know Spencer's. <laughs> Not, I, know, I know what you're talking about. Hot to- I want to say off topic. I want to say, like, Hot Pocket. Hot topic. <laughs> We've been talking a lot today about uh, basketball. Final home game of the season tonight, mercifully. Uh, Louisville will host Virginia Tech at 9 o'clock. I love that they make us wait the extra two hours just to drag this thing out as long as possible. I mean, it's senior day, but crowd-wise. It'll I mean, be bad tonight. I mean, coming off the Georgia Tech game, tough. I mean. It's going to be, and this is how we led the show, I don't think it's going to be as awkward a senior day as last year, but it's it's weird. Our, I mean, senior, <laughs> listen, I'm just being real. I know it. I just say I know. Senior day and senior night has been historically like one of the best occasions to be a Louisville basketball fan. You know, you get these kids that you've watched play for four, sometimes three years that have been so instrumental in the success of the program. Yeah, you, you have the videos of them as kids on, on the big screen. You have the the post game speeches. You have some tears. You almost always have a win. We very rarely lose on senior day, or at least we very rarely used to lose on senior day. Like the only two exceptions were that South Florida game I was, in 2012 in Patino, and then you, people. I think people forget the Virginia game with Paget was also Senior Day. I think you still. I was gonna say. I was. Like, do you remember the time when it was for us? For what would be considered weird on Senior Day was losing to South Florida. Was South Florida, who was a tournament team that year. They, yeah, they weren't I, terrible. I mean, and, was, and Patino didn't let the seniors talk to the crowd. Kyle Kirk never got to give a Senior Day speech. I was at that game. I, wore, I, I was I, too. I, I covered that game. I went back to press conference and everything back then. I slipped on a poster, and then I I made fun of the duck quacky that was like the mascot out there in my post game write up and like three months later some woman at the it was like a one of the, the festivals on Hulu and like we're drinking and this girl is like hey just so you know I work for I can't remember who quacky was associated with and she's like quacky. What? she's like what's your, she's like what's your problem with quacky and I was like I got a lot of problems with quacky you want to get into it and she was not joking at all so I was like I'm sorry I didn't mean to like offend anybody I just didn't like that this duck was out there with Louie with no introduction nobody talked about him and then we lost the game, so I blamed it on Quacky. It was my blog is not very serious. I'm sorry if I offended your organization, but bleep Quacky. I'm not I'm not backing down from my standpoint. I thought Stan Heath beating us in 2012 senior day was the worst I could ever hate him. And that was that was Quacky. Now he's cost me 500 bucks. That was yeah. Now Stan, Stan Heath just continues to torture. <laughs> he just will not leave it. It's ever since I sent that email to his AD putting XXX as his name, he has never let it down. He's your arch nemesis. He is. Stan Heath. I can't wait till he starts coaching high school basketball at like Seneca and they just whoop up on Wagner every year. I'm just going to sit up and keep booing him. Why does this guy keep being here? So we've had some a few weird senior days, but typically because of the on-court product. Last year's senior day I thought was strange because Malik Williams, one, was doing it for a second time, which was weird in and of itself. And then you were saying goodbye to three other guys. Again, Noah Locke, who had eligibility left, but you knew he was leaving. And then Mason Faulkner and Jared West, who did not have eligibility left, but we still felt like we did not really know. But this year's senior night, it's giving it a, a run for its money when it comes to weirdness. I mean, Sidney Curry and L. Ellis, one, I think it's strange that 
the def- the main topic surrounding L. Ellis right now is whether or not he's going to come back. And yet here we are doing a senior day. We don't even it, it's it feels disingenuous to be like farewell to L. Thanks for the great memories, and we're always going to remember you as a Cardinal forever. We and when like everybody is wanting him back, like people are going to chant one more year at him next tonight. That's not supposed to happen at a senior night. It's supposed to happen when you're honoring like a freshman who's going to go in the lottery and the fans are just wishing and hoping that they're going to come back. And the other thing that makes it weird is, unless I'm wrong, and this has been my understanding this entire year, Sidney Curry also has a year of eligibility left. And he does. nobody's clamoring for like, we got to get Sid back for one more. Like everyone just assumes that this is this is done. Like Sidney's not going to be back next year. Yeah, I mean, you, we talked about it briefly yesterday with the, uh, the Ellis comments where he said, you know, I uh, I'm either coming back or I'm not going or I'm going pro. You he's know? going pro or he's coming to Louisville. He's yeah, not, he's not entering the transfer. And I believe I saw that Curry had a, a similar quote says, that, you know, I'm, I may or may not come back. I don't know yet, but he, oh, so, he did. See, I didn't even see that. Yeah, I, just, I happened to notice it and just just going through the the quotes of some of uh, I forget which writer uh, was Matt McGavick. I think his name is McGavick's all over it. Yeah, he was he he had some quotes from it. So if you want to go look at his Twitter account, uh, that's where I saw it, I believe. But so I mean, yeah, I mean, Cur- not to mention the awkwardness of the fact that. I mean, I, I can't speak for the the crowd. I, mean, I may be wrong on this. The the uh, you know fifteen or hundred or so that'll be there, but like you're right, you're probably gonna get like Ellis getting one more year chance, and then they're gonna like then Curry's gonna come to Mike and they're just gonna go silent. Like it's just not gonna be. I mean, I don't see us really chanting for one more year. For, I mean, I could be wrong. I just don't expect it. So I mean, there's just more awkwardness to you. It's well, I don't even know if they're gonna do that. Like last year. I don't think that they did the the post game speeches when we got our asses handed to us by Virginia. Like I don't think the players talked after. The, and I mean the weird thing about last season was Malik Williams looked pissed the entire time. Like he was like, "Get me out! I've done this and before." Fairness, he looked pissed last three last three he years. He did, here. but he also like he was like he like wasn't smiling in the picture. He was like not even holding his poster. Like he was like, "Get me out of here!" I've never seen a guy who wanted to be at Senior Day less than Malik Williams did. And the other three were like kind of the same way. Like I am smiling. Whatever. Like I care, but like <laughs> this is done. Like this year. I mean, I'm assuming that they're not going to do speeches. I don't know how Kenny Payne is going to handle this, but it, it it'd be weird if like you. It almost would feel weird, more weird to have the speeches if we lose tonight handily to Virginia Tech and we're four and twenty-six. And everybody's like, "My God, just end the season!" And like now, here's LOS, who may or may not be back next year, and then Sidney Curry, who apparently nobody wants back next year now, even though he was the main guy that everybody wanted back 12 months ago. Like the whole thing is just strange. We can all agree on that. He's used the phrase, my God, I just I pictured this description of this senior day, like Chris Farley describing the scene and probably, oh my God. I mean, I just look tweet, at the carnage. I, I just Twitter searched Sidney Curry Louisville. And one of the first things that came up was my tweet about the story on March 30th of last year. Sidney Curry's coming back to Louisville. 377 likes. And like everybody in the comments is like, <laughs> it's time to celebrate. Here we go, baby. Like we're back. Like this was the the one guy that everybody circled last year, yeah. And they were like, if we can only have one player back from this god awful team, let it be Sidney Curry. Yeah. We got him back. We celebrated. I think and we now were all everybody put- is just like, who cares if he comes back? I mean, I think I think Ellis was kind of on that we want him back. Trainer, he was but, too. Yeah, trainer was not because well, I mean, we didn't see him at all last year hardly. I mean, people we, still wanted him back. People, I, mean, I, people I think I wanted him back because I. I mean, I well, thought, you hate J.J. Trainer. No, I love J.J. Trainer. You talked Don't, about how much you hated J.J. Trainer for the first two months of the season. I, 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 no, I have a trainer tattoo on my on my thigh. That's wrong. I mean, it's just I am a J.J. Trainer fan. If you don't like J.J. Trainer, we can't be friends. It's just how it is. Well, then you can't be friends with yourself. I'm not. I hate myself. You despise J.J. Trainer. Despise myself. But I mean, it, I mean, yeah, it's it's gonna be. 
then there's the whole game. <laughs> I mean, ah, it's gonna be weird. It's gonna, it's gonna be. I'm, I'm gonna be because I got to do the same next game tonight. So I'm gonna probably like I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say next side. I'm all, I'm all Spears and Birch, baby. You're Walker. I'm Spears and Birch. Uh, I don't even know who Krause's sidekick is in the, in the Trinity podcast. So Can't I need one. He's good enough. Wayne's good enough by himself. Oh, oh not bad. Couldn't Kills get my work with him. Huh? Uh, but so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm probably gonna watch like the early part of the game at the studio during the Saint next game, and then when I leave the studio, I'm just gonna like, go on blackout and start it from there when I get home. Cause I'm, rec- I'm I said to record so. Or you're just not going to watch it because we're down by like 40. Uh, no, I'm going to, God forbid, I'm going to watch it. Why wouldn't I watch it? It's just like, like I got through like the, all like the first three hours of the boring ass, uh, what's the uh, movie with all the walking trees in it, uh, with, uh, Elijah Wood, uh, the King of the Ring movies, the ring, Lord of the Rings. King of the Rings. Yeah, whatever. I said, if I sat through three hours of that crap, I'm not going to walk out the last five minutes. I mean, you, you I just, did bail on Friday Night Lights after two seasons. Wow. Well, Second season was bad. <laughs> Not that bad. No, what made me mad was it just right at the very okay, beginning. You don't, need, you don't need to get into it. I know. Very season one was like, oh well, this stay is focused. all irrelevant. Let's stay focused. <laughs> I, the point is, is if I can, if I'm sitting through all this whole season, I'm not gonna just not just not watch these last few games. Well, yeah, I would hope. Not. Mainly because I'm gonna be up in Indiana, so I'll probably end up betting Brodtek. What's the line? Ten and a half right now. We're t- that's the longest. That's the, is this is that the record for biggest underdog at home for us? I oh, know. I mean, we were. Oh, no, we were given North Carolina was like 16, weren't they? We've yeah. been way bigger this season, yeah. <laughs> My bad. I mean, that's nothing. I mean, I think even Virginia, it was like 16 and a half. We were a 20-point underdog at home recently. Yeah, North Carolina was like close to 20, I believe. Yeah, it's, 10 and a half is nothing. <laughs> this is light work. There's, that's the level we've become. I think Clemson was like a 10 and a half point favorite over us for that game. They were, not, they were nine, I think. It was yeah, up there, Nine yeah. or ten, yeah. And then the, uh, I mean, hell, like a... The pit game, I know, was relatively up there. North Carolina was up there. Yeah, it's it's. We've been in this boat before. We've been in this situation a few times already this season. Is Ain't in the last game we were favored in? Is who? Florida Ain't Um, we were favored in that game, right? We were. Yeah. It has to be. It has to be the only. I can't. I can't imagine we've been a favorite in a game since then. No, I would favorite. think the only games we've been favored in is probably that in the first three games of the season. Well, we were, yeah, we were. Maybe under- Linscombe. No, Linscombe, we were underdog. We were underdog against Lipscomb. Yeah. We were like a six-point underdog in that game. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was like one or two, but yeah. And they covered. <laughs> so we've only been favorite maybe in four games all season. Ironically, we've only won one of those four. <laughs> I think I think you're right. I think we were favored in. in Bellarmine, Rice State, Nap State. Yeah, the first three games this year and then the, the A&M game. Besides that, though, it's been a fun ride. <laughs> That's got to be a record low too, right? Kelly yeah, Dickey, get on I, that. I can only. I don't think we even need to look. There's that one no out. way we've been less than favorite in four games all season. In much, much better news. Oh yeah, thank you. We've got breaking news on the women's basketball side, which the women's basketball team they earned the double bye in the conference tournament. They'll play the ACC tournament opener, uh, their ACC tournament opener on Friday morning at 11 a.m. against the. I guess it could be one of three teams, but most likely the fifth seeded Florida State Seminoles. But we have news there. First team All ACC, Haley Van Lith. Nice. ACC All-Defensive Team, Mikasa Robinson. Nice. Rolling. And then... Rolling, rolling, rolling. What? <laughs> what? And then also Haley Van Lith is a finalist for the Drysdale Award, which goes to the nation's top shooting guard. So props to HVL, props to Mikasa Robinson. Two, I guess three, hard-earned honors. And thank you for Louisville Women's Basketball for giving us something 
more exciting to talk about here than <laughs> yes to cheer about the men's side. 502-414-1450. We can uh, take a couple of texts here. I just want to throw this out there real quick. I okay. just that's thought my ring went off. So I'm like, let's see who's at the house. Oh, the ring. I know, but here's the best part. It's just my mom, but I look at it, and she's wearing a Dark Side of the Moon sweatshirt. That's awesome. <laughs> it all comes around 360. It always does in the show somehow. I don't yeah, know. How, it's like I just I looked up, and I was works. like, she's wearing a sweatshirt that's Dark Side of the Moon. I don't even know where she got it. <laughs> Texas says, I could have swore the story of someone noticing scoots at a gas station was going to be because they saw a car running in the parking lot with no one in it. I don't, I'm assuming that's a KRC text. I've got no idea what that means. I mean, we know he got in a wreck in a parking lot. That's right. That's a scoot story. Yeah, and he's good because he's got the new car, and the new car had some problems, he's telling me. Texas says, Trevor, whatever, the, whatever your middle name is, Kelsey, how dare you, sir? You have broken my nerdy love, Lord of the Rings loving heart. <laughs> I'm sorry, because i got to back Trevor up on this one. I, I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm not. I can respect Tolkien for creating his own world and his own language yeah. and all that stuff, but I just I could never get into it. I couldn't. I mean, it's yeah, I went and saw, I think, the first two in theaters. I watched the first one because I had to for in school. Well, I, just, it's a, I think they came out like early, my early 20, early 2000s. So I was like, you know, it was at a peak like in the early 2000s when I was like going to movies all the time. Like I'd go, go to a ton of matinees and just had nothing else to do. I was working, you know, just working in retails and living life so uh so I, I remember i saw the first two but i mean no one summed up that movie better than kevin smith and clerks too it is nine hours of just walking just walking no 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 point even the trees walk i mean it's just like that's it i read the hobbit in high school and i kind of liked it but i did not care for the lord of the Rings. i like the last unicorn that's your response to that question. <laughs> do you remember that movie no Texas says, I gave her that sweatshirt, Trev. She came to the dark side of my moon. I'm so addicted. It's the addicted to your mom guy. I like the guy. He's, he's cool. He's funny. Texas, boo, hiss. I'm giving you both broken tire gauges for Christmas this year. Oh, it's it's, broken, it's the broken tire gauge woman. What, what do we do to deserve that? Is her husband also a Lord of the Rings nut? Though? Is he, or, he's a, or he's a mason. <laughs> Texas, it blew my wife's mind that you are hosting a show with Master P. She was like, what in the world? It's all I've heard about for the last 48 hours. Uh, going into the show over the weekend, I had just friends randomly text me. All, it was I kept texting me the WDRB, like news link. Yeah. Which, by the way, I did. That's see. where it broke. Even though we talked about it on Friday, I, I think people, more people shockingly heard about it from the WDRB story <laughs> than our show. I have, can, can confirm that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, even, even I had it on WRB News like when I got home yesterday, and I caught some of the press conference. Oh, you did? I, I didn't even see that. Yeah, like the they were like the I can't remember who the the news anchor was asking the woman that was on scene for it, and he's like, "Well, what, what do we know what's what's going to come up on the show?" And she's like, "Well, they're keeping it really tight lipped on how this show's going to what they're going to talk about." I'm like, "Yeah, they asked Master P, and he was I don't like, think they know what they're going to talk." He's about. like, "We're not giving anything away." And I was like, "We got nothing to give away. We're gonna." He's like, "We may talk about aliens." Like, we may talk about aliens. Did aliens come up? I don't remember. They didn't, but we mentioned that in the press conference. Yes. But the the thing that I liked about the DRB story yesterday was they led with my name. It was like Mike Rutherford, Master P, very excited about new shows. Like, this is not every other headline was like Master P teaming up with local radio host. I love I love the local radio host. There's there's an inside joke to that. So years ago, uh, it was basically the only show was like the Sports Talker and Denison were the only two doing local shows on on our airways at the time. And, like, the New Albany newspaper did, like, this thing on, like, I guess, on this Denison. Is a good story. It's kind of funny. Okay. And so, again, there's two live shows only on here. The New Albany newspaper does this, like, thing on Denison covering Southern Indiana. He's like, Matt Denison, whose show is from 11 o'clock on the Big X, along with other local programming. We're like, we're the only other freaking show. You couldn't even, we couldn't even name us. 
Like just you could you would have less work to just say and the sports talker. Yeah, well. Then just call us local programming. Yeah, and that's kind of the treatment that I got up until yesterday, which is fine. I, I you still it. even got that kind of yesterday. You're like local host. Yeah, but they said my name in the headline of the DRB name. story. They led with my name over Master P, which I was like, all right, let's do it. Alphabetical. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, Master P would be before yeah. Mike Rutherford. And I had something else to tell you, and your story derailed it. I can't oh. remember what going, where, we're, where we were going. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, like the last 48 hours. I mean, I, I dropped my daughter off at school today. And I had parents that I've never talked to that coming up. They're like, so – Master P. I mean, I've got my sister-in-law is like texting me constantly about this. Like people were just fascinated. And I've they're always like, what's the backstory here? I'm like, I I don't know. My boss asked if I want to talk sports with Master P. I said, sure, we'll talk about it. And then, boom, it was happening. And then last night happened. I don't I don't know. He should have lied like I did. Like some people asked if that would have been me. I've been like, I used to drive the tank. We've been we've been we've been pals since since 99. (laughs) I mean, he didn't really. I once dated Mia X. There you go. Texas Trevor won't drive 10 minutes to get food, but sure, you'll totally train for pole vaulting for a month. Well, <laughs> first of all, I will drive to some close to 10 minutes, maybe. I like to eat in my area. If there's a drive through, I'll go there. Texas Trevor, I'm sorry, you've got to drop the whole pole vault thing. It has to be the, one of the least likely things that you could possibly do. Agreed. There's just no way. I am feeling less confident about it, but I still am confident I can outrun an alligator. You couldn't. At least with an alligator, I don't have to go. I don't have to like lift myself up. Texas TK Bronny to the Ville. Oh, it's guaranteed. It's a done deal. Has Bronny even? Is, is, I mean, is he is he anywhere else? He's got finalists. They don't include Louisville. They're on there. Don't worry. Texas, how about Hood Shafino on Saturday, freshman of the week? He's a baller. You're all in on Indiana. I'm too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much I put the money on him to win the title just because I like the odds at the time. But I'm very confident, short of just a like bad draw, that they will be a Final Four team. I think they can make a run for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I've been saying that for a while. I think they're, I think they're really good. I, I mean, I hate to say it. The question is, is going to be the Hutchery, whatever his name is. The, yeah, his being consistent in as the guard position in the tournament, along with uh, Galloway and their guards uh, winter March. I mean, you got to have the stud. But I don't. I mean, is there a t- player out there? Is there a team out there with a player maybe individually as good as Trace Jackson Davis? I mean, Bama with Brandon Miller. Yeah, but he's a then we're talking senior versus freshman. I still. I mean. Miller's good, I agree. He's more versatile, especially. He's fantastic. Yeah. The pat down. Which, by the way, you got me. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're like, Alabama just announced that they're not suspending Miller, but they're suspending the kid who patted him down. I'm like, no. I was like, there's no you way. You believed it for a second, for a though. For a second, I was like, are you serious? I was like, no, there's no way. And then you're like, no, I just made it. It just sounds. I mean, I know it we, seems like something that could be that could happen though in this day. I mean, it just sounds like something Alabama would do right now, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, they're embracing the villain role for sure. The the pat down thing. I know we didn't get too much into yesterday. Just briefly, I mean, just it's one of those things you just want to be like no, no, right? I mean, I know. So their defense is that it's it's just a it's a simple celebration thing, simple like whatever ritual thing that they've done all season. Still, I get that. That's fine. You cannot. You cannot do this. I don't care if he's been cleared. I don't care if he's not a player who's involved with this. This is a program that had a player who was involved in an incident where a woman was murdered. Yeah. You cannot have any sort of pat-down reference during – somebody should have nipped that in the bud. I mean – Right it, away. I, I can't help but wonder, like, is did he do it because he's just, like, kind of ignorant to the the, 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 the you know, 
check the you know you know feel the room out whatever they call it, or did he do it as a troll to be like you know what hey I'm above this I didn't get suspended I I mean I don't know which one I I don't know which one it is and I'm starting to kind of lean towards the latter because like during when he was blowing up on South Carolina. He kept giving him like the ice in my veins he, thing. He was he was doing a lot of like the he, yeah. He did like the bam of that little pose thing that they did, started doing last year to the crowd. So he's like, definitely playing into it. And, sure. and that's that's not. I mean, even me, even I can tell you, it's kind of bad taste, man. It's, it is. And when you're saying that, then I mean, yeah. I mean, this lot. isn't you know an incident where there was you know a gunfire, but you know no one was injured or maybe not at least killed. So had, yeah, the innocent young woman who just all she didn't want not want to dance with your teammate. Texas, where is positive Trevor? You've been so positive recently with basketball. In Athens. I think Josh Pastner killed him. It's in Atlanta hanging out at the varsity. Josh Pastner destroyed, destroyed positive Trevor for at least three more weeks. You know what killed positive Josh Trevor? The, 12, the play 12. <laughs> <laughs> I know what the hell it is. Five people listening get that, but I, we love you five. Texas, don't kid yourselves. Dominoes won't be falling that fast. We won't start hearing anything substantial until early, mid-April at the earliest. Oh, oh I'd totally disagree. I'd be hand, hands up when he said, when he, the first time he started reading that sentence, that something was wrong with Domino's pizza. No. I, <laughs> I started to get worried for a brief moment. There will be a player who who transfers, who enters the transfer portal before. Into, into ACC tournament. Yeah, before. Well, I don't know about that. But I think before we get to the NCAA, the NCAA tournament, before we get out of March, you'll have, I think, multiple players who are in the transfer portal. Well, if we lose on Tuesday, the ACC tournament goes till Saturday, right? Yeah. I could see some. I could see one player maybe being their name already. It's, it, yeah, it could happen. I, well, let's just say this. Their name would be in the transfer portal. I guess that doesn't necessarily mean they're leaving, though, right? I mean, officially. Yeah, but usually it does. Normally. But we're going to – not just that. Like, the dominoes falling. Like, you're going to have players from other big programs that are going to start – the transfer portal is going to start expanding very quickly yeah. beginning this week. And then you'll have, I think, some rumblings out there about players that have heard from Louisville that could be good fits at Louisville. And that's – like, that's going to dominate the show. We're going to talk about the NCAA tournament, of course. I'm sure we'll talk conference tournaments, all that good stuff. But from a Louisville perspective, the conversation is about to shift entirely from this is <laughs> how bad can it get? How bad can, to what's next year going to look like? I'm assuming if you're a member of the staff, like you have your your you know your ear to the ground. Do you have an idea of maybe guys that you you think are going to be unhappy in transfer portal that you yes. obviously? I think you kick the tires on. I think this. I think this happens everywhere. I, okay. Like there's tires. You can't you can't exactly offer them per se, but but you can. You can you can you know send them a text saying hey you know I've been thinking about you Tom Green style. In different <laughs> words, yes, I think that happens. <laughs> Texas Trevor, you shouldn't pay scoots if you lose the bet pending the Eastern Michigan being forced to vacate games. What if you oh. just held out forever for like ten years? You're like I, they're gonna get him. They're gonna get him, Monty. Any day now, the ruling's gonna come down. Does that count? Like, what if I pay him, and like four years later they vacate those games? Does he have to pay me back? How petty could you get? Would you be so petty to like if Scoot's like, okay, then you can't make any reference to Louisville winning the 2013 national title, and then you would have to do it for five hundred dollars? You'd be like, nope. But what if by then they give us they had, they they unvacate our championship? Then it changes. Then the conversation shifts. And then they and then twenty years down the road they give EMU their wins back, and Scoot's on the phone with me wanting his money. Oh, God. That would be classic. Texas Mike, I watched the show this morning on YouTube. Since I'm not local, just want to say congrats. The show is great for a live pilot episode. I thought you and Master P had some good chemistry. I like the format where you guys discuss a topic but bounced around 15 things off of it. Seemed like a debate show mixed with running down topics like PTI does. Yeah, I mean, this is – like, we're 
we had no real set plan. I think that was pretty obvious. I still feel like you doing the show with me pre- prepared you for Master B. A, a little bit. I mean, I did keep having to be like, so, you know, like, I, the conversation is about, like, I'm trying to bring up, like, Nikola Jokic, like, winning three MVPs, but does yeah. he need a world championship? And he'd be like, I think so. He's like, but what about Durant? And I was like, well, but let's go back to the Nuggets. Like, what are, it, it was... Brought up Barkley in that situation too. I mean, yeah, you could have also was, brought up Ewing, Malone. I mean, yeah, which was kind of. I mean, it was it was it was okay. But like we, we're using that show as a pilot. We we're having, you know, the what the biz people call a sizzle reel. You know, you want to you want to try to get some investors out of some advertisers out there. So I don't know if we're gonna keep doing shows consistently for the, this first part. But there are long term, I think, big picture stuff involved with the show that we'll we'll see hopefully come to fruition. But they were definitely like Master Peel on Monday was like. Let's get this first show on out there. Let's do it next week. So people were like, okay. Can't wait to join. I'm, my role will be like uh, Dan Lebetard's, uh Guillermo guy. We're going to get you in there. <laughs> and then like his cousin or something. Something like that. Yeah. I never really watched that. I'm one of the few people that never watched Dan Lebetard. I, I didn't either. I mean, I don't hate him. I just, I've never really given him a chance, but just like. I got a friend on the show now. The most I've ever watched him is probably the, the commentary he did on the 30 for 30 on the U. Yeah. Which he was great in that. He was. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, final segment of the show, we'll wrap things up. We'll talk a little bit about tonight's game, give you a quick preview, make some predictions, take some final text from you guys as well on the Thornton Sax line. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Wraps up next here on 1450 The Big X. Tip-off tonight at the KFCM Center. Senior night. Weird senior night. Louisville hosting Virginia Tech. 9 o'clock tip-off. Late night. ACC Network 970 WGTK has your radio coverage. Your new home for Cardinal Athletics. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what. We're going to take a few texts here. Try to clear out the text line. And then we'll talk about Virginia Tech for as little as possible and make some predictions at the end of the show. Does that sound good? Uh, You got to talk about it a little bit. We've talked about it a little bit, right? I mean, we haven't named, we haven't said anything about Virginia Tech. We've talked about it being senior night and being weird. We have not mentioned the opponent at all. We don't. We know. will do it briefly. We know nothing about their shooters and who to guard. Then why? And the team doesn't. So why should we? I mean, we will do it briefly. Well, I all promise. Right, all right, all right. Text says, "I remember listening to Dark Side of the Moon late night at Roush Planetarium." I've never done the Laser Floyd. I feel like we had a field trip there one time. But I was very young. Does that make me a bad hippie or pothead that I've never done like the laser light show to like Zeppelin or Floyd or anything? I don't know. I mean, it, I, it doesn't really do it for me though. I'm kind of with you. I mean, maybe you know, I I, sh- I shouldn't say that because I've never been to one. Maybe, but I just it doesn't entice me where I'm like, you know, I want to go see it and you know, let's get completely fried and let's go look at you know lasers and to, 
I mean, the music's cool, but I don't know. I just and maybe I would like it if I saw it, but it doesn't doesn't make me want to run and do it. Now, did you ever do the Dark Side of the Moon to the Wizard of Oz? Oh yes, I did too. It's now there's pretty- all there's questions on when to do it though, because it's like the some say the first roar, some say the third. I don't remember what I remember. We did. I mean, we looked it up, and I remember we did it whenever that was. Remember, I did it, um, but it it worked. It was freaky. Of course, I was on a lot more than just marriage one. I still like, doesn't but, it blow your mind that somebody found that out, like that somebody figured that out. Well, I don't. And Pink Floyd I, denies it. I believe uh-huh. Roger Waters, who wrote wrote all the lyrics and music to this, and Gilmore performs. But it's just a crazy coincidence. It's just yeah, because I remember linking up like certain points, like. Um, I think the music hits perfectly in the song time, which we played a second ago, like right when it goes to color. And like there's I think there's like a, the, the, the way that the instrumental is like when the house is like there's moments in the movie. And the see, I remember reading and noticing that like we're interestingly linked up, but it just seems like they're a coincidence. Right. Well, you can find it all on YouTube now. Like they've got videos that will sync it all up. That's so crazy. Stuff, you can go to YouTube. Is, like, but yeah, like I, I remember I had, I had to go like get the VHS and the CD and like, like do it all on my own. Or we did it in college. Like we we. We had the movie, and then we, like, played off of iTunes or whatever. Stuff. I was in high school. Yeah, so, we, yeah. We, we tried it in college, and it was it, it was definitely wild. I got into Pink Floyd in my seventh grade year, and that's but and it was the uh, the, the Hey You, I'm still the first song I ever heard about Pink Floyd. Uh, my friend's uh, girl Desiree played it at her house, and I was hooked ever since. And uh, but that, that I was I think I was an, I think I was a freshman when I tried that though, like when, later on. So I remember doing it though. Texas says from the creator of Sharknado coming soon is Attack of the Meth Gator, and no, I'm not joking. I'll watch that. The Meth Gator. Well, the then we have Gators in Lake Placid. Well, yeah, but this is new. It's like the Sharknado people. They're trying to catch lightning in a bottle again. I wouldn't go alligator. I'd go like the Puma. What? <laughs> cougar, cougar on Coke. <laughs> like we need, we need more cats. Like we have bear, we have alligators now. We should get like one with like like mountain lions. You see, you imagine a mountain lion was on like heroin. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how he'd light it, but still. This is fun fact for Trevor. Eddie Money's real name is Eddie Mahoney. Ah, uh, the sounds down. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty positive Eddie Money was a stage name. Former cop. I did not know that. He was a New York police officer. Texas. So here's what I look forward to: an off season where Kenny and his staff, which may change, get the guys in great shape. The offense can stink if the defense doesn't. The whole get in great shape thing, that was like all last offseason. It was all this season too, right? Yeah, I mean, we act like we act like Kenny Payne and his staff didn't get a full... Kenny Payne was hired in March. Yeah. He had a full offseason, and all yeah. we heard all summer and then really all fall was condition, 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 condition. We're in great shape. We're running. And the games start, and Kenny Payne's like, our guys are just getting tired. We're not good enough. I'm like, that's all we heard. We heard you weren't even like practicing. Was it the Clemson game? I want to say the announcers were like, you know, during pregame, they were doing suicide runs. Yeah, that's, that's all I think it was Clemson. Doing. It was some of those games around that area where they were like, announcers were like, just talking about that. We came to the shoot around, and they weren't shooting around. It's one of those where the announcers, they're trying to make you feel better and I just know. failing it's... miserably. Oh, that's so bad. Like the Jay Williams one where he's like, there's no team chemistry <laughs> here. The defense looks lost. The offense doesn't seem to be running any plays. Kenny Payne's definitely the guy. They're going to be fine going forward. I'm like, you can't just say that and then talk about everything that's wrong. The best part is when he spent 30 seconds breaking down Withers, just watching the balls that pass. He's like, his what head. is Jalen Withers doing here? The ball goes right past. The, they didn't slow motion. They can't rewind him. Like, dude, let the poor guy. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's defensively, be he's been bad. It's going to be fine though. Don't worry about it. Like, 
I believe there's a player on their phone in the game right there. It's, it's going to be fine, though. This is going to be all, all okay. Like, he, instead of boxing out, he's hitting on a cheerleader. <laughs> Perry Clark's going to do that tonight hard. He did it last time, too. I vaguely, I don't remember how much he sucked up. The I just remember being so blown away that Perry Clark was still alive, to be honest with you. No, he's still rocking and rolling. He is. He's, he's, he's hanging in there like a trooper. Texas says, what is the sound effect in the Hoosier Report commercial promo? It sounds like a coked-out beaver or something. That's the... Um, a lot of drug and animal talk today. <laughs> well, I mean... How did this happen? The music in that is from the show Air, For- uh, Air, uh, Air- Airwolf. The theme song from Airwolf, which was an 80s show. I've never heard of uh, that. There are some, what, what we in the business call stingers in between, yeah. Stingers. Yeah, like the like the record scratch sound and stuff like that. You never heard those? No. You're too good to hang out in the production rooms in your day. I guess you're just you're 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 the talent. You don't you don't you don't you don't deal with the production side of stuff. I never have. Never done production. Never done. Never produced. Lucky. <laughs> Texas TK keeps saying that he gets no play and he has no chance at love. Is he really eating Arby's or question mark question mark question mark? Uh, I didn't have Arby's the other day, first time in a while though. But I've been off Arby's for a little while. You've been off. You, the Arby's thing was more of a football season thing. It was. Plus, I do I do things in like groups like that. Like I get caught on on a place, I will eat there like five days a week for a month or two, sometimes I, longer. And then I won't figure that out. Yeah. Then I won't go back there for a couple weeks, and then I'll get back on it again after my, you know. I just I'm a creature of habit. Texas, since Emmanuel Okorafor only played in a few games, he didn't lose any eligibility, did he? I believe he did. How? Because it's, it's a percentage. I think it's like 20% of you, you have to have played. Yeah, he's only played. In, yeah, I'm sorry. I think it's more than like if you play more than four games, you're screwed. I remember what the percentage is. We well, was, he's played in five. And plus, he's only been eligible for what, six? Yeah, I don't know how. So if he'd been eligible all year, only played in maybe four or five games, then maybe he would have had a chance, is what you're saying? Yeah. Um, I, I think he's going to lose the year of eligibility. It doesn't really matter. Well, maybe. It doesn't seem like it now, but let's say he blossoms into a really good player in two years. We could use that extra year from him. Yeah, sure. he'd probably leave early if that was the case. I mean, a really good college player. Yeah, that's true. Whoever replaces Kenny Payne, man. Texas Mike, great news. I'm about. I'm excited to accept the position of 2024 Summer Olympics chief correspondent for the Mike Rutherford Show. First round events, athletics, women's volleyball, and women's water polo. Go USA. Well, that'll be fun this summer or next summer. We've got the guy who is he goes to the Olympics. Yeah, where do we where, we established where it was? Was it like Paris or something? I think it's in Italy. The next one, it's overseas somewhere. We, we know it's in Los Angeles in twenty twenty eight. Yeah, we 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 talked about this like two weeks ago, and I can't remember. I can't either. It's, it's that's bad. Paris, right? I I want to say you're right. Australia? Don't doubt yourself now. <laughs> I don't know. Paris was in my oh, mind for some reason. Paris is right. Paris, okay. Paris is right. I was thinking, why else would I even think Paris? Well, that's a good reason to go. But I've never been to Paris. I haven't either. Yeah. The city we, of, we have our city correspondent of now. Uh, Texas, have you started watching Full Swing on Netflix yet? I have. I've watched four episodes now. Four of the eight. Really? How did you like that end of uh, Only Murders, though? I've got until tomorrow. I've got until tomorrow. I'm going to watch it. How did I... Why? How is this my thing for Lent, either? I'm not giving up anything. It's like I lost a bet to you. You're, but, but you're not giving... Some people give up stuff for Lent to make them a better person. I'm adding stuff to you to make you a better person. That's not that's not the way that it works. This is not. I don't know how I agreed to this. I don't know why I just like let this happen. But I will watch the last episode. I don't even remember murders. actually agreeing to it. But <laughs> I don't know if I did either. But the, well, we've come this far. I feel like you can't back out now. The full full sun or full swing is 
it's really good. I really like it. It's, it's in the same form. of. First of all, in the very first episode, we see the Westport Road White Castle makes a cameo, which is awesome. What? So Justin Thomas is one of the focal points of the first episode. Oh, is that what this is about? Okay. But it's, it's odd because they kind of they're doing this thing where they're talking to his dad and they're making it seem like they're talking to his dad as he's driving around during the week of the PGA Championship, which I think was in Tulsa. But it's very clear that he's driving on Westport Road, and they show the shots. So they're like they're doing they're getting his words, but it's not, the, road on there. it's not the actual week. You know, they don't go that far down Westport; they uh-huh. stay on the other end. But they do see you do see um, the the whiteies, which is great, and it's cool seeing Justin Thomas. The other big takeaway for me is Brooks Kepka comes off as you you feel genuinely bad for him. Like he comes off he's he is remarkably honest and open, and comes off as far more likable than he ever has before. Like he's open about. I was the best player in the world for three years, and now I've lost it, and it's the worst feeling in the world to be that that good at something and just not be able to get it back. And you genuinely, I mean, I at least, genuinely felt for him after watching that episode. But I've, I've got half the, the series still to go, but the first four episodes have been really good. Cool seeing all the Kentucky stuff, but that was it's, it feels like me watching this would be for the same reason I watched E-Town. Well, no, that, that it's literally like 15 seconds of, of Kentucky stuff. Yeah, because after I saw him go down I-65 in Elizabethtown, I turned it off, too. Yeah, there's not much of, because it's not, it's him. They focus on him when he wins the PGA Championship. Yeah. But they've got just some random shots of his dad driving around on Westport Road, talking to the camera. Uh, that's about it. There's not much Louisville in it. Texas, don't forget it's Vatek. It is. Do we keep saying Virginia or something? Well, no. Oh, they hate that, they don't hate they? That yeah. You, they put it in their game notes. They're like, media members, please note. It's Virginia Tech or VT or Tech, but never VaTech. And so we just called them VaTech all a couple of years ago, still, and they got so pissed off. They'll call them that. Just to, I mean, wonder why they dropped it. What's so offensive for VaTech? Who cares? Suck it. Texas says the coked out Beavers are also at Paddock Drakes. Coked out Beavers. And the Cougars on Coke are over at Paddock Drakes. The, the Cougars, I thought, were hanging out at Jim Porter's. No, I wasn't around anymore. Texas says cocaine bear for men's basketball coach. You got to make her say no. I'm bet you're gonna watch that movie probably. I probably will. I'll probably when it comes on like Netflix or one of the streaming sites, I'll watch it. Texas, I'm pretty sure that rule is for football only regarding games played in red shirts. It's it, we I, have confused basketball and football recently. I know for a while there it was like percentage of games played because you know, in basketball a lot of teams play a different amount of games, and I think I want to say it was if they've played in fewer than 10 percent of the team's games that season, they got to red shirt because well, of injury. But does it hit, but with him, it's different because he didn't even show up on the team until. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that if that factors into it. Let's see. The NCAA has two requirements for medical redshirt. The injury must have occurred in the first half of the season, so we're already screwed there. Yeah. And the athlete must have competed in less than 30% of the season. So if he well, technically he did, I think. But if he wasn't here for the first half of the season, I don't know. I mean, if he wasn't, regardless whether he's here or not, he didn't compete in it. It's above my pay grade. But the injury didn't occur, and he played. I don't know. Texas Curry is more than enough evidence that KP can't motivate his players to get in shape. You got to hire a strength coach and conditioning coach. Well, we got that horizontal jump guy. Remember that? <laughs> the the guy a, from high school. Like a high school assistant track yeah. coach who came into VR. I was like, well, not the one from Mail. <laughs> maybe we need to hire that. Guy. I mean, let's. I don't want to say like we we could have seen this coming, but we did talk about this a little bit when we tried to play negative Nancy's last year with Curry going into the offseason. That I mean, the games that he did excel in were. You know, we were getting blown out. Or, the hype was probably too much. For yeah, I mean, it, I, a lot of it was when it didn't really matter. Not, and of course, there was many of those moments. And the defense year. was always bad. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not trying to downplay him too much. Should, I mean, he's definitely underachieved from last year with the expectations, but 
We could have maybe pulled him back slightly. But we had guys who were like, we had people out there who were like, he's going to be the best big man in the ACC. He's going to like dominate Baycott. And I think, I think you and I both were kind of like, Ugh. yeah. I mean, we saw you see the potential with the soft hands a little bit, the nice little move. But there was, yeah, clearly someone who didn't put any work into this offseason. I don't think. And I could never get over, the defense was so bad last year, and it just it never got better this no. year. Uh, all right, we got five. I got minutes. worse actually. We can dedicate like three minutes to talking about Virginia Tech if you want to. We don't have to, but we can. Okay, we're gonna do the other two minutes and forty-five seconds. Pretty the game tonight. <laughs> so real quick, Virginia Tech. This is Mike Young came over from Wofford, the team that was so good a few years ago, lost to Kentucky in the like tournament. Young. I love Mike Young. I do. But yeah. there's no doubt they've been disappointing this season. Yes. They were good last year. They won the conference tournament. They had a little bit of preseason top twenty-five love. They returned a lot from that team that won the the, the conference tournament last year, and they now find themselves in a position where, like us, their only path to the NCAA tournament is winning as many games as they play in Greensboro next. They kind of underachieved last year. They got hot in the tournament. But they, they, regular season, they, you, they, you, I think you picked them to finish much better than they did. But they, they ended up, they were the seventh seed in the conference tournament. Yeah. Over that, but they, you know, they, they wound up being pretty good. Eleven and nine in the conference. They, what was I about to say? Uh, what they were doing this year, they they made the run last year. They underachieved this year a little bit. Tournaments on the line in the AC. Oh, what I was about to say was, I was surprised to look back. The lot they've made every NCAA tournament, of course, besides 2020, since 2016. Like you know, you think Virginia Tech, you don't think perennial, consistent tournament team. You kind of think, yeah, they, they have a few little blips here and there where they're good. But yeah, for the most part, they kind of hang out in the in the bottom of the, of the conference. Especially since they only went to one between 96 and this that that right. They, they've been to, to five in a row. Can, Technically, they're not going to go this year unless they win the conference tournament. So this has been a it's the first really disappointing season under Mike Young. Having said that, they've lost 12 conference games or six and 12. I believe I think 10 of those have come by single digits. They've played. A, they're not getting blown out like we are in a lot of these games. They've played. They've lost a lot of close yeah. games. They also have a really good offense. The defense has not been good, but they can still fill it up. Uh, Grant Basile is averaging 21 points per game over their last 10 games. He's a Six nine dude who can shoot it. I'm sure we'll leave him wide open for most of the game. Hunter Couture leads the ACC in three point percentage. I'm sure we'll let him take way too many wide open three pointers, <laughs> even though he's a very one dimensional player. All you have to do is guard him. I'm sure we won't. Justin Mutz is he's the type of guy that I think Kenny Payne wants. He's that's kind of dunked on us last year. Dunked all over us last year. Yeah. He's super intimidating. You can't remember. You never forget the name Mutz. Mutz. 14 points, 11 rebounds, six assists in last year's game. He's athletic. He's strong. He's a dog. Like he's the type of guy who kills us all the time because we don't have those types of players. Yeah. Look, there's one path to U of L winning this game, and it's the path that we talked about on yesterday's show a little bit. Injuries to Vatek's starting lineup. No. If they just miss a ton of wide open threes, oh, yeah. uncharacteristically, mm-hmm. we've got a shot. My fear for this game is that we wind up doing the same thing we did against Georgia Tech. Because VT's not great defensively, I can see us coming out and scoring a lot early, especially senior day emotion, last home game, all that stuff. And when we, like this team, we don't let our good offense turn into good defense. We think when we're scoring well that we can just relax on defense. I mean, we don't play great defense any any time, but especially when we're scoring well, yeah. we see, we feel like points are optional. We go basket for basket. I can see that happening early on. And it's like 16-12 when if we were playing defense, it would be like 16-4 to against these guys. And then eventually, if we get into a shootout with them, they're going to win. They're the better offensive team. They've got shooters. They're consistent. They've got really experienced college players. I think that's the way that this game goes. I think I think we look good for a while, 
I think we we stop making shots. They start making shots because we refuse to guard. They pick up the defense. We don't, and they wind up winning, kind of going away. I'm going to say Virginia Tech, 81, Louisville, 69. Not nice. Yeah, you remember Baselli's, uh, by the way, also a, just a transfer from Wright State. Yeah. So another, you know, Wright State just doing it to us again to start and finish the season. Like they beat us this year without this guy. Yeah, they, be, they didn't have this guy last year. And he was like probably their conference player of the year guy last year. I'm not mistaken. He was like 18 and 10. Um, Yeah, you, you pretty much summed up the best. I think we we come out, we, we've seen to not like take the punch right away at the beginning of the game like we have early in the season. So we, I think we do play well. At least we stay with them, like you said, like you saw against Duke, like you saw against Georgia Tech. Like you've seen so many times you can't even name the opponent anymore. And, yes, we'll, we will probably go on a tear where Withers watches a guy drive past him or hits the wide open three without trying to close out. Curry probably doesn't try to bother hedging out on the screen or even trying to, to protect the, 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 the rollout or the ball handler or anybody else for that matter. Um I'm going to go Virginia Tech, 86, Louisville, 61. Ooh. God, positive Trevor is dead. <laughs> you, almost, you almost dropped a, a GD right there, didn't you? No, I don't think so. You, you were holding on, I think. Uh, I started with positive. I think we fade. I just think we fade. I, think, I, I can see it. I, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I, listen, we, we tried to make a little bit of a comeback at Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, not as good as Virginia Tech. Gautech is not better than Vautech. No. And I just, yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see us having that light in this game. If they shoot it well, we can get lit up tonight. That's, that's the, the way to sum it up. And it scares me because we're going to go in that Virginia game. If we get, if we get beat the way I'm expecting us to get beat tonight, we go in that Virginia game, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be Pittsburgh ugly, maybe. I hope not. All right, we, we're, on, on that note, we'll say goodbye for the rest of the show. Enjoy the game tonight at 9 o'clock. Here's hoping both of us are very, very wrong. Go Cards. Beat Vodak. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Cowboy. The campaign should come out of this. (laughs) Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm going to head out west.